Welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Making Laps Podcast. I am your host, Brent Gleason. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host and brother, Jesse Gleason. Hello, everyone. And with us on the line yet again is our typical Florida connection, Philip Jacquez. <laughs> I thought it was Philippe. Philippe Jacquez. Oh, man. <laughs> if you thought Tom's voice up. If you thought, worse than Ghost. Oh, Ghost is pretty bad. What did, my brother described it perfectly earlier, too. I don't know. <laughs> this is pretty good, Jess. This is a good one. I didn't think you could actually find a voice more annoying than Tom's, but you did it. Mm-hmm. I give that like a three and a half. Three and a half. Ooh, that's so that's a really bad one then. So we did good it's, this week. It's low average. <laughs> we did good this week. All right, yeah, cool. That's a low yeah, average. You, my brother describes Ghost as Scooby-Doo chase music. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is, but it sounds funny. No, it's, they're pretty awful. Yeah, They're, they're another I mean, one of those manufactured rock bands like, uh, what the hell am I thinking of? Eh, just Charlotte. pick one. Nah, I would, no, Satanism I'll, sound happy. No, it's not even Satanism. It's fake. Anyway, um, welcome. By the way, if you're... Uh, Wondering, we are not on YouTube right now because of the workload with our production company. So tell your friends who actually watch us on YouTube to wander on over to the audio side and you can listen to us instead of terrestrial radio because it's trash. Anyway. Listen to us while you're stuck in traffic in the car wanting to kill yourself. We'll be back online someday. We just got to figure it out, all the bugs and stuff. Um, yeah, I was kind of throwing ideas around earlier, and I was like, why as don't we just... As far as the visuals concerned? Yeah. I'm like, why don't we like stream it live on Twitch? Because people don't really understand that when we record this show, I do zero editing. Like We could do Twitch minute... or BitChute or good. something cool. <laughs> We're not that good. We just... I don't know. I guess I don't have enough to cut out. Well, I mean, the only editing that I actually do to this show is if the computer freezes and stops recording or something happens with power or connection with the internet and we finally get it back up again, then I'll just trim the fat instead of like 10 minutes of dead air because that's just stupid. But like, no, we don't actually edit the show. We put music front and back and that's it. So if we go live on something like Twitch, which is incredibly like popular, and uh, only boomers don't know what it is, I guess. Um, we'll reach a younger audience. <laughs> we'll yeah, reach, we won't reach the boomers. We will reach the Zoomers. Because that works out so well in the end. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, oh, I saw Phil's gif of him knocking a cord away from his face on Twitter. Because that's a good that's a good segue into our first uh, segment, which is typically our personal updates. Now, Phil is the only person with hope of racing, and he did so this weekend. So we're gonna let him tell about once. it. I mean, it it was a fun weekend. First off, uh, was asked to drive the twenty eight truck for Fred Costanza down here. That was a pretty cool opportunity. Uh, someone of my caliber doesn't really get asked to drive someone else's equipment, so Dude, it was. Uh, I've been asked like once, and it was a friend. 
Yeah, this is only the second <laughs> time I've ever had that happen to me. So I crashed it, by um, the way. Look at you. You're a paid driver now. <laughs> That's awesome. I crashed hey, it hard, I didn't get paid. I, I let him take the check, and I paid for the tires. So yeah, whatever. Hmm. You're you paid driver. <laughs> I, I paid to play. Yeah. Um, no, but, I mean, we raced down at uh, Showtime Speedway in Pinellas Park this weekend, basically Tampa. Um, the best way I can describe that racetrack is a quarter-mile oval road course all four corners are completely different turn one you go in it's dead flat coming off of two you got a ton of banking you can ride up against the wall turn three is kind of smooth but flat and then four just cuts off really sharp so it was it was a really interesting track to get on and learn we uh we went down there friday for practice was the fastest thing on the property but none of the fast trucks showed up and i knew that um so got some laps just kind of learned the track felt pretty comfortable place really kind of suits my driving style you need a lot of throttle patience saturday we only decided to go out for a scuff session because the practice tires had like 200 laps on them at this point weren't going to learn a whole lot in the scuff session, we were every bit as fast as Becca, who Becca Monopoly, who ended up winning the race, uh, and she was scuffing at the same time. But I was on American Racers, and she was on Hoosiers, and that's where the trouble kind of began. You mean to tell me uh, there's a, a racing class that allows you to different brand of manufacturers? So I don't think Showtime has a contract with any tire manufacturer. Uh, and if they do, he just kind of went behind their back to do this. But uh, we appreciated it because the truck owner, uh, he likes to use race tires for practice tires for the next event. So he decided we were going to run American Racers, which I was all right with. Um, we just didn't adjust properly for it. I didn't. I guessed wrong. Uh, the truck was a little free in the scuffs. And... I was only a couple hundreds off of her, but when we went out for qualifying, it was just out to lunch. And the way they ran the show, you had two laps of time trials, pull into the infield, let everybody else run. There was only nine trucks that showed up. Only eight actually ended up racing. Um, Better than but, the Speedball Sportsman still. Yeah. Actually, right no, from, I'm sorry. They were exactly the same. They were the same this week? Mm-hmm. But right after qualifying, we had literally five minutes to sit there while the track owner decided his own lineup to negate qualifying completely, uh, which was kind of interesting because it stuck me. I qualified fourth on time, and it put me third on the inside. Uh, but unfortunately, I was stuck behind the slowest truck at the track. So that was a little interesting, but the truck was just way, way too free. I had to back my corner up so much, but... Still had a good time, ended up finishing fourth, uh, did get lapped, which I wasn't too happy about, but I was just trying not to wreck the truck at that point. It was, for anybody that saw the video clip that I posted earlier today, it was scary loose. I was turning right on entry, plowing in the center, drifting off. It was not enjoyable to drive, but it was kind of challenging fun in a way. Um, hmm. But like I said, finished fourth, gained some experience, learned a new track, got back in a metric, which I loved. Uh, just felt like putting on an old pair of shoes and uh, had a ton of fun. It a lot brings, of good people. 
yeah, you, you know something. What you what you happen with? It, it's very interesting as as a form of experiment to see what would happen with two different tire manufacturers in the same race because that is a uh, an outcome that we could potentially foresee if this tire shortage lasts any longer. It's, right. It, well, I, so I just wonder what's the difference between the tires? What's the difference? How does the American, uh, how does the rubber mix? Is there an advantage to one tire versus another tire? So on and so forth. Well, Brent and I were discussing it a little earlier in the week. I wasn't sure that this was going to be a problem only because my only experiences from the seven inch American racers, 705 and 706, we used to run on versus the tour rubber or the pass rubber and what it would do. Mm-hmm. And obviously amplifies whatever problem you're having kind of tenfold. And that's inevitably what ended up happening. But I didn't really expect that, being that it's a different tire compound with the Hoosier than the Tour Mods. It's a much harder tire. So I didn't think it would lay down and get greasy that way. But it did. Just missed it. But like I said, had a ton of fun with it. That's awesome. At least you get to do a little bit of racing this weekend. Yeah, it, this is... I, I will say it was hot as balls. My right ankle and the side of my foot are blistered because uh, we started losing voltage late in the race. Uh, hmm. Think of battery. Battery failed and the alternator wasn't able to keep up. Or it um, smoked the alternator trying to run the yes. whole system off of that wiring. Haven't Haven't figured out what happened there yet, but the truck started running a little lean. It got up to 240 on the last lap i was gonna pull in they actually we were supposed to run 35 laps and without telling anybody they just threw the yellow the white flag on lap 29 and i was like thank god because i was gonna have Good, to pull let in. this hell end yeah well, <laughs> well maybe we should have turned off the air conditioning and then that would make yeah, the truck I mean, go a little faster god almighty <laughs> i i will say that i did even though i don't have a helmet hookup i did take the old man blower that fred typically uses uh, and I directed it down the back of my suit before hmm. qualifying, and I just dealt with the kind of discomfort of the hose down the back of my suit. But oh, it made it much more tolerable to sit there in 98 degree weather. It was like 130 inside the damn truck. That'll be great when a bee flies in it. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, it is filtered. Oh, okay, that's good. All right. Yeah, it, it's one it of those electric canisters with the filter in it, so you can change the filter out and all that. <laughs> That would not be fun with a bee in your back. Yeah, that would be pretty awful. I don't even I don't want to think about that. I I do have to say as much of a a circus as that track is as far as how it's run uh cuz I mean there was no schedule. They just kind of flew by the seat of their pants and you had to be ready to go at any point in time when they decided to throw you out. No. When 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 I went out and practice on Friday, I was out there with modifieds uh, there was a super late model that showed up for a practice. There was street stocks and mini stocks on the track with me. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? But That's that is sketchy. easily the most fun track I've ever driven. It's rough. Every corner is different. And it's just, it's a driver's track. Now they just need an operator to operate the track and not just wing it. And maybe bring some more cars than eight or nine trucks or cars or whatever. Yeah, pe- people are yeah. kind of, Robert Yoho owns the place, and he seems like he's a good guy. He just kind of has his own way of doing it, and I-, I appreciated him putting the show on. It was originally only supposed to be a sportsman show. The trucks weren't even supposed to be there. I would have loved to bring my car down, but, but 
still don't have my truck back to tow it down there. Nice. Part shortage. Later. Yeah. Part shortage. You are in, yeah, total recall. But, yeah, it was a good weekend. That's great. Well, uh, I didn't get to race. Just did you get to race this weekend? No, I didn't get to race at all. I hate this. is <laughs> no, For no fault of your home, Brent, this is the part of the show I hate the most because I don't get to race anymore. Yeah. I well, don't get to race it, with my brother either, you know, which fair, is like uh, the best thing ever is to race against my brother. Not against my brother, race with my brother. To be take, take it to Thompson in two weeks. Now they have an open show that nobody knew about all of a sudden. Yeah, my open show, mo- everything my open show stuff is is obsolete anyway. Mm-hmm. So who cares? No. Yep. Don't even matter. It's okay. I'll be uh, right there with you pretty quick because racing is very quickly pricing me out, and I don't think I can really keep going anymore. So let's move on to the much-anticipated second segment of the show, which people absolutely love because we've been starting to get a little bit more on the uh, participation side, and we have gotten a good one this week for our DARF comment of the week. There it is. Yeah. Uh, It's kind of grown on me at this point. I can't hear it this time, thankfully. It doesn't play through WebEx. Damn it. You don't get to hear any of the sound effects. I could barely hear the the open song. Wow. Oh. We funny. that sucks. <laughs> well, Zoom costs I, money even if you want me. to actually use well use it without recording. So it's like, well, what are we supposed to do? You know, a phone call. We don't do that anymore. Nobody uses phones for phone calls. They use it for telling idiots that they're stupid on the internet. Yes. Anyway. This week's Darf comment of the week was a listener submission, like I'd mentioned before, but uh, only if they were allowed to remain anonymous, and who can blame them? If I got caught listening to this show, I would try to deny it as well. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) I really wish Phil could hear these, because then he'd be able to participate. Unfortunately, no. We got to get around that because half of the show is Jesse clicking stuff on the board for jokes <laughs> and our reactions to it. So just, anyway, just wink, wink at me when I have to laugh. Okay. You think I'm guilty? <laughs> Damn it, that works even worse. Hey, I could hear that. You slimy scumbag, get on your face and give me twenty-five. Probably because that it's one too. Probably because it's Sergeant Hartman. How can you not hear him? You could hear him from the grave. Unfortunately. <laughs> It is true now. All right, let's get to the Darf Anyway, comment. yes, the Darf comment My of the man. week. Okay, so. From Anonymous. From Anonymous. Andy and Mose. again, your secret is safe with me. Trust me. Uh, the Speedball Goose knows that. Anyway. Um, sorry, what? Who? Moving on. Who? I don't know. I haven't seen him around in a while. I probably got in trouble. He got run over. Got plucked. <laughs> His goose is cooked. <laughs> We've got more puns, people, but we have to move on to the Darf comment of the week. Stafford Motor Speedway posted on their social media channels that they a post that reads, and I will quote, Big Time Point Fund for Big Time Racing. Stafford's five weekly divisions are chasing a $73,000 point fund. With support from our partners at Flow Racing, we've been able to grow the point fund each year for the last three seasons. And they put the picture with the whole rundown of every... Like um, points paying position essentially in every division. 
and it's like okay so that that sounds like a lot of money between they, all the divisions and stuff and and it's uh seems like they put a lot of effort into it so what could possibly be wrong with this? Okay, well, let me go through the numbers just so people actually get some context to okay. this. So, yeah, sure. All right, all they've right. posted this before. We've mentioned it before. They just reiterated it on Facebook, okay? SK Modified Champion gets six grand. Okay. Good chunk of change from a local track, I especially mean, asphalt at least. Okay. That's, that's actually more than a state champion gets for NASCAR typically. It's close. Uh, thirty five hundred bucks for second, twenty seven fifty for third, twenty five hundred for fourth, twenty two fifty for fifth, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Late models get three grand with five hundred dollar increments down to fifth place, where they get a hundred dollar difference. SK lights get two grand. Limited late models get the same thing, and street stocks get a thousand bucks for just the point fund at the okay. end of the year. You get something, you know, at the end. Okay, sounds reasonable. And they pay out to 10th place on all of them except SKs that get 15th. Maybe they pay them all. I'm not sure. Just list the top 10 and top 50. All right. Don't quote me on that. Well, well we are. Yeah. So you asked how we could screw that up, right? Okay, yeah. So, so yeah. So what, what could possibly be negative about that? All right. This Facebook user, Obvious Graybeard. Oh, well, that's not his name. I'm sorry. It's uh, let's see. Should I mention the name? I always do it. Absolutely. Why not? Jeffrey Sukup, S O U K U P. Too many U's. It should be Jeffrey Suckup. All right. Jeffrey Soup Cup. <laughs> I've seen that video. It involved two girls. Um, <laughs> He was the one behind the camera. I thought it was ice cream. <laughs> Actually, no, I hoped it was. <laughs> like, please let that be ice cream. Look, Brett's already gagging <laughs> from the, from. <laughs> I've made it this far in life not watching that. I, it's probably please. it's probably Dude, gone. You haven't seen anything yet. I I've seen stuff too, <laughs> and I don't search out for it. Oh no, there's it's much just, worse. I'm just yeah. saying that's the most popular one. There's, he there said was cups, so I said okay. Well, I'll dive into this one. This one's too easy. Sitting on a chili dog compound media. Boom. Look it up. Oh my. Or God. don't. It's up to please you. Please don't. But anyway, this Jeffrey Suckup, he says. Should be the weekly purse, and most still wouldn't make any money. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. I mean, okay, where do we start? Uh, let's start with I simple mean, economics. <laughs> shoulda, coulda, woulda. This is very simple because I'm a very simple person. That's great. Um, in order to cover a weekly purse that big, uh, by the way, I do agree with you, sir. I'd love to race for that much money, but we don't yeah, because I, of this. I would love to. Around here, around here, in order to cover a weekly purse of $73,000, you'd only pay, like I said, the top 10 and the top 15, probably. I don't, like I said, I don't know if that's through the whole field. Don't quote me on that. But you would need, for a $73,000 purse, 1,825 people just through the back gate on a regular night. Yeah. Just, just, that's just to cover it. That's $40 a ticket. That's how many people need to be in the pits in order to cover that big of a purse. Just the purse, nothing else. Uh, if that were an average of, let's say, five people per car, you could see five people hanging around a race car. Even I get, like, five people sometimes, and I get nobody around half the time. Yeah. Um, that's a minimum of 365 cars would have to show up weekly minimum just to cover it. Across how many divisions? Five. So 300 and whatever divided by five. I'm really bad at math. 
That would be 73 cars. <laughs> 73 cars. Divided are... by five. I hit five, right? Okay, I had to do that twice. That right. does say 73. That would be 73 cars showing up in five div- in each of five divisions. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> so what about the front gate? That oh, would have the front to be... gate, you know, that's a little bit different. I mean... What would that have to be, like 30,000 people? You know, I think I... <laughs> I thought I did the math on the front gate sales. So you Hang like on. It would be like... 3,000 people or something It's like, like 73 grand divided by, it's like, let's say adults, okay, mm-hmm. 20 bucks, 3,650, and that's well within the capacity restrictions of that place, because I think they can hold like 10 At least. 10 yeah. to 12. Yeah, something like that. I think it's 10 to 12. So 3,650 at 20 bucks a piece. That's feasible. However, as I go into my notes... This is just my opinion. I haven't gotten any word from tracks or anything like that. This is just me hanging around racing way too long. Uh, it, like I said, it's more feasible if you look at the front gate, uh, but it's not really a number you can rely on week to week. And that's if you forget about all the overhead that the track has, yep. especially Stafford. Have you ever walked through the back of that place and seen how many people actually work there and all the upkeep that's involved? Holy crap. Yeah, um, yeah. People work there a lot. You have to pay them. Yeah, That's, I mean, any small any business usually the employees is twenty five percent of your overhead. Just the employees. Yeah. Well, and the other the other way I think you need to work look at that too is you're not just looking at Friday night. You're looking at from Friday to Friday because you got to pay an employee's paycheck for the whole week too. The people that work there full time. Yeah, full time employees. They're all week. Um. There's paying the staff, like we just mentioned, utilities, upkeep, taxes, possible upgrades, the racer purse, insurances, whatever the case may be. By the time all that's done, what's really left? Oh, the racers don't have a show. Oh, without the racers, you don't have a show. Yeah, well, without the racetrack, you don't have a place to put on the show either. When a facility is run by people who actually understand racing and understand the management and racing side, and they pay what they pay now... It's because that's probably what they can pay with a set number of income that they can rely on. Well, let me let me add to this because this is not a, a heavily government regulated business. So what that entails is that it's a free market. Now, if there's a racetrack that doesn't want to pay any competitors, well, then the competitors can always go to another racetrack. Mm-hmm. So that being said, if the purse lacks in one racetrack but pays good in another. They're all going to fly flock to that racetrack. Usually. The market is always going to correct itself. That's why I raced at Thompson for the longest time because exactly. they paid the most. Exactly. Waterford didn't pay that much. Waterford uh, Thompson did want to pay more. Thompson paid. We went to Thompson double. a little bit more. Yeah, Thompson paid double and had incentives. The free market will correct itself. So that being said, Stafford usually has a lot of cars there. Mm-hmm. Uh, more compared to a lot of other racetracks. So I think their payouts is pretty okay. I mean, we all want to get paid more. We all want to get paid more, but you got to have more sponsors. You got to have more people coming in the front gate. You got to have more people signed up to flow. And you always got to have more races coming in the background. What goes in must come out. I mean, there's also another double edged sword to that whole conversation that I think. Some people will agree with me, some won't agree with me, but I see it here in the sportsman division is when you raise a purse, like our our for the Wheelman Sportsman series, the purse is twenty five hundred bucks to to win 
450 to start or 400 to start one or the other and you're, we're starting to see super late model teams drop down you don't want sk modified teams they're already doing it with the sk lights but you don't want guys dropping down from the late models going to the street stocks because all of a sudden the street stocks pay 700 bucks to win or something and it makes it feasible for them to do that it's more and then economically bringing, sound yeah they're bringing all that knowledge from above into a grassroots division and they just blow the whole division up and ruin it yeah we kind of had that a little bit with thompson industry yep. stocks we had some sk drivers going down into dabble into the street stocks you know but uh i don't mind racing against the the experienced the drivers rules. like they're talking about guys like Bubba Pollard and stuff coming to race with us at the 200 here later this year. That's a $10,000 to win a race. Yeah. You don't want that on a weekly basis. Yeah. You do not want those guys yeah. to come down because then you're you're racing against Dale Earnhardt. Yeah, that's a good point. That's probably more of a down south kind of thing, though, too, I think, you know, hmm. where, yeah, where they I, kind of appreciate racing worry. a little bit more, you know? Yeah, I just worry if that started to happen up north, like, I would love to see the street stocks pay 500 bucks to win, but they used to. Yeah. There's two sides to it too. They and I'm starting to. To, to see that now that I've moved down here. Yeah. That's a very good point. <clears throat> that, and that could spread easily enough, especially there's a lot of, uh, big uh, street stocks are always popular and there's been a few different, like the CRA or the MASS tour, that pay some big money shows that have street stocks in them. And so you get some big names that come down, you know, and, and look, look at the kind of cars that Cliffy Gomo builds for those races too. Yeah. Hell with the Frank Kimmel street stocks, there was Kyle Bush. Yeah. And, there was Kurt Bush and stuff that were having street stocks down there. Mm -hmm. Super you know? late model street at, stocks at, at uh, yeah, they have, the they had yeah. Kurt Bush in a street stock down in, in, in Rockingham, North Carolina for, uh, 2012 or 2011 Frank Kimmel show. Mm -hmm. So yep. yeah, you're right, Phil. I agree that I agree that that can happen. So there, there has to be a limit. That's all. Yeah, there's right. got to be some kind of happy medium. But like I said, the free market will correct itself. Right. I think what's more important is to bolster the back end of the purse. Meaning, if they were gonna, if they were gonna do it, what more? So pay more like, to start. Is that what? Yeah, you're pay saying? a little more. Pay a little more to start for the guys in the back that may have had some misfortune and help them get to the next race. That I see that down here in some places, like the Wheelman series was four hundred bucks. That that's two tires and fuel. That will get me to the next race. Yeah, if it needs it. Yeah, that's but, a big uh, help. But twenty five hundred bucks to win? I don't know what I'd do with that. <laughs> You'd sink it right back into the car like everyone else. That but, I mean, would be gone within five <laughs> minutes. Oh, yeah. yeah, but I'm like if my car, if I won with my car and I won twenty five hundred bucks, I don't really know what I would do. You, you would, would put spend it gas money. <laughs> you you would have gas. You would have tires. You would have An oil change for the truck and new sneakers. Low friction yeah. bearings. You would have beefier have shocks. You would have more have ways that. to cheat. All kinds of stuff. You would have like a pneumatic cheap. open. You would have a pneumatic trapdoor system to let lead shot out or whatever you just spend it all race. on engineering <laughs> i think cheat. last place in any division should buy one tire and five gallons of fuel hot take pretty cool how dare you take care of the racers i can't argue I, with that yeah. just my opinion but i mean whether i'm right or wrong i'm not the one writing the checks so. you're you're a freaking extremist and i'm tired of your shit 
Damn it. <laughs> but I mean, with regards to tracks, uh, like attendance front and back gate fluctuates every week, like we were probably mentioning. Uh, advertisers come and go. Uh, so with an economic model that is inherently volatile. Especially tracks, in this economy. Especially in this area as well. In this economy. Yeah, with inflation that high. Yeah, great. Uh, it's inherently volatile, like I said, but tracks cannot afford to put up money that they can't rely on being there week to week. It's kind of a tough call. What would you think Stafford gets in the front gate per week for people? I honestly wouldn't know. I mean, it, <laughs> it's depending. Obviously, it depends on the weather and it depends on the event. I, I look at the grandstands and I'd say they probably get about twenty five hundred. I think they get more than that. I think it's more close to think five. So? Yeah, I think it's more close to five some nights. Yeah, those stands aren't really that empty. And They're not that empty. Temp- if it's a beautiful night, like if it's really hot, the stands are kind of iffy. If it's threatening rain, the stands are iffy. But if it's just a beautiful night and it's summer and the kids are out of school, the stands are typically pretty full. Like you watch, watch the SK5K this Friday, I guarantee you they look about three-quarter full. Right, but that's a big event. I mean, on just a regular. That's, that's basically night just an SK race, though. Stafford doesn't have many regular nights. I think they have more special event nights than they have regular nights. That's because they know how to structure a schedule. Well, you better. Fair. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> there's there's a lot of tracks that have no clue how to do that. Yeah. Exactly. Every event is special. Well, it's there a you show. Go. Yeah. It's a show. Oh God! Well, don't say that. You use the key word <laughs> event. Oh dear. Yeah, you gotta Not make just it a race. seem. You make gotta, it an event. Yeah, you gotta make it seem like it's special. They do a very good job at that. That's um, I think Stafford does a better job than that at that than any track I've ever been to. Yeah. So Jeffrey Suckup and others who think like you, while I appreciate your sentiments and wish it actually were that way, it just isn't that way. Usually I tell our Darfs to shut up, but not this week. Uh, I hope this was a learning moment. And maybe someday we can all just appreciate what's there because if you complain enough, it'll be gone and gone forever. So be a part of making it better or I guess just fuck off, really. Now. Frank <laughs> cussed before me today. Got it. I cussed before both of you. Oh, damn it. I said shit. <laughs> I did say damn it. Does that count? No. Unless you're Good. Mormon. You're not Mormon, are you? No. Okay. He just has nine wives instead. So. <laughs> oh, uh, I can't even find one. <laughs> so anyway, we got some more <laughs> listener submissions. If anybody's interested, since we're done oh, with the Darf com, we're done with the Darf comment of the week. But longtime submission artist. Wait, that's a UFC fighter thing. Forget it. That's not really what I'm looking for here. Not the wording. Nah. Longtime listener and participant. That's better, right? Sure. He might be a UFC fighter. I don't know. Uh, Tyler Owen, he texted us on uh, Instagram, got me, and he says, Hey, I got a question for you guys to debate a little after you brought up the short tracks for the cup schedule. Uh, Should the cup try and come to Thompson with NASCAR trying to lend them some money to put it into the track or no? It's a unique short track with long straightaways and high banks. Well, to be fair... I think we all agree on this. They should have at least one, two cup races on a local short track like the SRX series does. Pick yeah. one, go to it. It's not a bad idea. I, I don't hate that idea because they had, they had a uh, hundred years ago. They had well, uh, not a hundred years ago. I was nineteen seventy something. 
Yeah, they had NASCAR there. Isn't that a Biggie song? Yeah. Yeah. That's the Ten Crack Commandments, I think. No, 1970-something was, I think it was one of those they put together after he died or something from some tracks that he hadn't quite finished. I don't know. But it is a Biggie song at some point. But they had K&N there. They had K&N there for a long time. K&N is basically a diet cup car. Cup cars ran at Thompson. Richard Petty ran there. Yeah. and those cars Matt were Weaver. big and huge. I think what the I think what the thing is is that it's a narrow racetrack, you know, maybe. But like I said, the cup cars back in the seventies were bigger, wider, had more power, or whatever, bigger engines anyway. Mm. So they ran there fine until they went to bigger, until they went to bigger tracks or whatever that held more people. Yeah, but I wouldn't be against that. I mean. Matt- Maybe they, if they had more grandstands or whatever, maybe Thompson, it would be more feasible. Go ahead, well, Bill. that's what I was going to say is Matt Weaver made this com- comparison. Uh, do you remember the Field of Dreams game? Yes. I don't know if it was last year or a couple of years ago. Well, that's yeah, coming were... up in a couple of weeks, actually. Again, Not a lot of grandstands well, they did it last there. Year too. Yeah. Really, yeah. really small uh, stands. We drove by area. that field. Yeah. It was basically a made for TV event. Yeah. Why can't NASCAR do that? Alternate from like go to Stafford, go to Slinger, something like that. Doesn't necessarily have to be the Cup Series. Could be the Truck Series, but alternate around the country through some of these historic short tracks. Hell, you could even do New Smyrna, any of that. Yeah. And make it a made-for-TV event one time a year. You don't have to do it every week. Just give the fans something different and something special. I guarantee you, you have higher ratings than you would ever have. I think that's a great idea. Here's the thing. I don't think it's a losing situation. You've got a short track, so you're not going to set up a lot of cameras. You're not going to need as much overhead. Yeah. You can give them TV money to put some repairs into the facility, like Thompson could use some new boards for the grandstands. You know, that's all you need in a coat of paint, and you can host a race there. Or even SRX temporary ones. SRX proved right. it's feasible. Absolutely. Because SRX brings CBS in there. Every week. They're, get, they're getting the same ratings numbers as the Xfinity series. How rowdy do you think it would be for SRX to run Thompson? Because it's the biggest track around here. Biggest Those biggest things. capacity, biggest track. Yeah. It would be dynamite. It'd be dynamite. It would be outstanding. And, yeah. yeah. I, absolutely. And I think if they held a cup race there with... Yeah, with the XRX economic model mm-hmm. of having a made-for-TV event, like Phil pointed out, right? I think that maybe they could figure it out. They can find a way to make the numbers work as far as it being economically feasible. It would be great to go there. You, you have to spread. Everyone wants short tracks, right? Everyone's, all the fans say they want short tracks. Then give them the real ones. Why don't we go to short tracks then and spread it away from... The very center from a ninety mile radius or whatever in in the south, go to the northeast, go to Milwaukee, go to Don't go to Texas, there ain't no short tracks left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't. Yeah, say go that. to Wisconsin. Houston's almost dead too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Go to Wisconsin, go to Portland or whatever if you'd want. Who the <laughs> hell cares? Or go you know, go to go to any of these tracks. And make it a made-for-TV event, like kind of like the SRX in their economic model, and maybe it will be successful. I, th- yeah. I think it'd be very successful, especially if they, if they're really interested in finding these new markets and seeing if it's going to work. I think that's the best way to do it, right up front. I Go mean, to a track that's existing, 
you don't have to you don't have to mess anything up just bring your production company in have a race and you can like do all, doesn't have to be cup literally all of your network polling and research is based off of the ratings yep that's all you'd have to do one this one kind of uh one factor that i have worry about is the accountants now, what would the accountants say if the insurance company says, oh, they don't have soft walls, you can't race there? Or energy Eldora absorbent. Didn't have soft walls. Energy absorbent areas. Knoxville doesn't have soft walls. I think Bristol that's not really. Soft walls uh, on dirt. I think that's Bristol not really. don't have soft walls on dirt? On dirt. No, nope. they took them out for dirt. Yeah. So. They don't, not every road course has soft walls either. Every place they still have tire barrier. Tire barrier Correct. and Armco. Okay. Look at Watkins Glen. It's just Armco. I don't think Pocono has a soft wall where Kurt Bush, Kurt Bush hit. I think he backed in right where the soft wall ends. Could very well have. Mm. I think he did. A truck hit the concrete at IRP, too. That looked like it hurt. Because it's an inside wall, has no safer barrier, and he freaking whacked it. Like, ooh, that looked like it hurt. Well, that's what I mean. So, yeah, I, I don't know. You have to... It's the worms. You have to worry about the friggin' pencil neck. Number All these <laughs> stuffed suits that think they know racing that are just hired guns Keep them that away have no from clue them. about actual racing. Number number crunchers who give a shit about. Uh, I don't know. He's gonna be safe. Yeah, we we don't need to risk our it's overhead. My, or, we yeah. can't accept. We can't risk that. our bottom line on this. And yeah, it's all just BS. Insurance companies. It's a it's a scam. Mm-hmm. You, you could even do it for the all-star race the all-star race doesn't have huge attendance anymore well they keep running it at texas which is another freaking great idea nope. here's here's nascar and smi because they're the two biggest track owners people are asking for short tracks let's give them more road courses those are the new short tracks right no uh oh let's take the banking out of texas that'll make it interesting no let's take no. california and cut it into a short track, but leave the front stretch. Like, do you have a seven-year-old coming up with your ideas? Are you going for chicken nuggies later? Yes. I mean, my yeah, my I kid want, had like ten of them today. I wouldn't want. I want some with <laughs> sweet and sour sauce. Ugh. I I got a fifty-piece on my way down to Showtime on Friday. That must have been a long Jesus. ride. It's an hour hour and forty-minute drive and plus the, traffic, and it's... the nuggets were gone in fifteen minutes. By the time I got to the bridge. Yep. It's not in, even worth pooping Tampa. anymore. You might as well just get a colostomy bag. <laughs> hey, it would make his trip easier. He wouldn't have to stop. Anyway, thanks, Tyler, for sending that in. I think we've uh, made – I think everybody agrees with us. I mean, let's be honest. Who doesn't want to see that? We had two guys show up from the Cup Series at Thompson, what, 20 years ago, and race uh, Teddy Marsh's cars. Steve Park, Michael Waltrip showed up. The place was full. That was two guys. And they crashed like two laps in. Hmm. <laughs> this is true. I, I remember those races. That was a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> Michael wadded one up in turn two. It was like, oops, sorry. <laughs> Completely fucked the show. I was like, this is the greatest day of my life. Typical Michael Waltrip. <laughs> but no, I mean, two guys showed up. Grandstands packed. Imagine what would happen if they got SRX there. That would be a show. Anyway, we're talking Cup Series, but Cup Series would absolutely standing room only that place. They'd have to bring oh. in seating. 
They'd yeah. be parking people it, on the driving range. Bring in this temporary grandstands. Let's get some. Yeah. Plenty of room on the backstretch. Yeah. Yeah. Find you could open the gate that goes to the backstretch and make additional parking. Yep. They got that back gate down there and then just block it That's off. Crazy yeah, enough to work. Lots people. Are up. Yeah. Around by and the And they got a garage tea. area. Yeah, they do. And it's probably big enough for them to fit them. Anyway. I do think that garage has 40 stalls, if I remember Yeah, correctly. the cup teams are bits total holy murder because it's not some... It's some, it's some climate-controlled friggin' Waldorf uh, Astoria garage area that no, has, they, like, massage seat, heat-seated poopers you ever been and to New stuff Hampshire? like that. <laughs> that yeah, yeah, New Hampshire is not the greatest place. That's why, either. and they North hate Stalinaga. going there. They all and everybody that you listen to on 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 any podcast like I hate going to New Hampshire. I hate going. The facilities are garbage or whatever because they don't have, yeah, because their toilet seats don't have a bidet that sprays water into their buttholes or whatever, because they don't serve cab. They can't eat their caviar or whatever in an appropriate spot because they got too many flies coming in from the shitters over next door where the poor people have to poop. No, they do that outside where the showers are. Yeah, give me a on break. On the top of the hill by X lot. They spoiled. <laughs> communal showers. Yeah. Nothing says camping like communal showers and flip-flops. All right. Anyway, I don't like talking about being poor. It makes me depressed. So. <laughs> sorry. It sucks. We might as well go into some local results because we had early racing this week if nobody caught it. They had the Bay State Classic at Seekonk. I didn't catch that. I watched that. It was on Flow Racing. My man. Yeah, it was on Flow. Okay. It's a pretty good show for the for the camera angle you can see. There's only you only need two cameras at C- you only really need one at Seekonk, but two is good to have. <laughs> I, I'm just giving people shit. The, all the people that were complaining. <laughs> Why didn't they on, ask uh, Nick Facebook to do it? Facebook and Twitter about I it. Know. I thought that the camera coverage was not terrible. I don't even know who did it. It was. It was Flow Racing's people, according to uh, someone that I spoke to. I will leave anonymous. Was it Kevin? I don't know. <laughs> was it just Nick? says, I don't know. Maybe it's <laughs> like, Nick. It's anonymous. Duh, I'm not going to tell you. Just like the uh, Darf comment of the week. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, well, anonymous is anonymous. Hey, we don't want to take their name out of it. All you. right. We'll just leave them out of it. You know, we fine. don't want the Gestapo to come in and you know shoot them in the hole or something. You know? Yeah, that would be bad. That would be not good. Bad. Don't give up your sources. It was people. Jeff. We'll just call him Jeff. No, it wasn't. All right. So they ran a few different divisions. I think they ran three different divisions. It was like uh, Legends, Pass Modifieds, and Pass Pro All-Star Series, right? Yes. I think that was it. Yep, so that's that was all, right. all they had. All right, Legends cars went out. You noticed I've been taking much more detailed notes lately. It's yeah. Not like, hey, this person, uh, they won. That's pretty awesome. Now this division. <laughs> this, this guy over there. Yeah, I've been actually that, taking. That car. I've been taking, like, reporter notes for once. All right, Mason Tessier, uh, Tessier I believe is his name, and PJ Evans led the field to green and stayed 1-2 through the first half of the race. Uh, Devin Deshays moved to third, but the top three were incredibly even performance-wise. Uh, Shaley Martinez and Richie Elger came together off turn four on lap 18 to bring out a yellow. The restart had tight racing as Evans tried to get by up top, but had to tuck back in. Uh, the top three were strung out. Uh, let's see. They strung back out, I should say, to um, 
where they were before the yellow came out. And that would be your podium finish because it went to green checker after that one caution. So Mason Tessier won the special 30-lap $2,000 prize. Pretty decent payout for Legends Cars. That's yeah, a good that's payout. a heck of a good payout for a uh, legend car. Hell yeah. 2000 bucks is pretty good. Uh, oh, yeah. PJ Evans finished second, and Devin Deshays finished third. All right. Pass modifieds. Now, you know, this division has the real potential to be fun if they gave them more motor. Now, are these like the old Thompson modifieds? Yes, they are, in fact, the old Thompson modifieds. Yeah, you see, that's, that's essentially what we have down here. Mm hmm. Yeah, you see, that doesn't work at Thompson. They suck. Oh, well, they're at Seekonk. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that works at Seekonk either. It was pretty fun. It, it, was... it would have been better at Thompson if they had about 500 horsepower. Oh, yeah. Give them, give them a whole bunch of horsepower. Give them yeah. all the horsepower. Yeah, Even can't... a 604 with a 4-barrel would probably be good enough. You can't have that light of a car have be a momentum car. It's not good. Momentum racing is boring. It really just Unless is. you're in a mini-stock. Or a uh, Miata Cup car. That's kind of fun to watch. That is fun to watch. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. many stocks are cool, though. I love I'd them. rather have more power than tire. Yeah. Anyway, that's just me. Dan Brown and Bill Fisk took the green. Um, Zach Bowie taking the lead from Fisk on lap eight. Uh, the top two would take off and leave a large pack behind. The 52 of Colby Benjamin spun off a turn four to bring out a yellow with 10 laps to go. Sean Knight and Benjamin would then come together right on the restart and bring out Oh, I misspelled that. Oh, well. Another caution immediately. Dan Brown would chuck it in under Fisk for second. In the next lap, the 09 of Ryan Ripley would get tagged and crossed up bad into turn one. Got it straight, but everyone kept crashing behind him until the zero of Danny Ware came to a stop. That was a chain reaction thing where they started crashing and then didn't finish for quite a while. Oh, boy. And then the person who didn't start uh, boy. was the one that ended up stopped. So uh, Bowie would retain the lead. And the battle for second would allow him to drive off to a comfortable lead. It was Zach Bowie winning, Dan Brown second, and uh, Garrett Lamb in for third. I think that's only the second time that they've actually been to Seekonk, too. The pass yes. modifieds. First time was last year. Oh, all right. Pass race. Pro All-Star Series, 150-lap race. Let's see here. Ryan Kuhn and Dave Darling led the field to green, and they started stringing out single file almost immediately as they... Uh, Everybody had the same strategy of saving tires, obviously. Long run, 150 laps. Got to save them. First yellow would fly on lap 28 for Kevin Follin, spinning off a of turn four. Gabe Brown began rebounding from an earlier issue about a third of the way through the race. Lap 54 saw a spin in turn one to bring out another yellow. Uh, Kuhn and Darling would continue in first and second while the battle for third with DJ Shaw and Joey Pole. Uh... At halfway, lap traffic was starting to be a big problem. Another restart on lap 113. Kuhn missed a shift, or it looked like it, and Dave Darling shot to the lead with 35 to go. Kuhn would he would actually catch back up with 30 to go, and this battle would bring Shaw and Jake Johnson into the into uh, the fray as Kuhn and Darling ran side by side for several laps. Uh, Kuhn took the lead back from Darling with 23 to go. Uh, he also would go on to uh, uncontested for the rest of the race and uh, pick up the Bay State Classic win and $10,000. And um, I thought Dave Darling's post-race speech was pretty unprofessional. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you said that. Classless interview. Mm -hmm. Absolutely classless. Yep, talking and directly to... people I've spoken to, it's par for the course with him, so... 
lost a lot of respect for him there. Yeah, I'm not really a fan anymore, to be fair. You don't you don't badmouth the track that's your home track. That you've won seven to championships the announcer at. That, yeah, to the announcer that announces at your home track. I thought uh, Kevin was the GM. Uh, maybe he is. I thought he was. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that again. DBC has a What an Idiot award. We should come up with someone something because he deserves it. Every second I'm waiting for Kevin to say something or do something because Darling is sitting there basically ripping Seekonk right in front of his face. And I'm like, isn't Kevin like kind of high up at Seekonk? I'm like, why are you doing this? I'm like, yeah, you're that... just I'm like, you're just an asshole. But Kevin does the interview professionally, does not change his tone, moves on to the next guy. Yep. Never says a word. That's why he's one of the best. Yes, he is. He I would rank him up there as among the best because I remember the first time I went to Seekonk, it was great. I'd never seen the place before. I'm like, wow, this place is amazing. You know, walking down into it. The PA failed. Like to play the anthem, so he's like pulling the little hand like in a circle, like roll it, and it's not working. And he's like, "Okay, I guess I'll take care of it." So he just hops on the mic and sings it. And they're like, "All right, let's get on with the show here." That's pretty cool. He just fills in, just did it. He did what needed to be done. I, I think we've probably we probably told that story on here before. Well, he's talking on the PA. What's different than singing? Who cares? You know. So I give him lots of props. That's incredibly professional. And Dave Darling, incredibly unprofessional. It's like, dude, grow up. Seriously. Oh, we race it with pass because it's way cleaner. We make more money and we don't get any problems. <laughs> Shut up. Well, guess what? Go race with pass. Yeah, go race with pass, guys. And F. Take all your money that you spend on winning local championships and taking from the grassroots racers. Yeah. Um, what grassroots racer has three pro stocks in his disposal? Give me a break, kid. Shut up. When you live in a glass house and your name is Ric Flair, Ooh, Ric Flair you sounds. can do anything any day of your life that just you wrestled want. Last week. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Phil could hear these. Yeah. I could hear that a little bit. Oh, okay. He, all right. <laughs> oh. I suppose I think the phrase is, we live in a glass house, you don't throw stones. Yeah, and yeah. what did he say? When you live in a glass house, you can you do, can do anything you want. Because I'm Ric Flair. Look at my penis. He's done that. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's so many stories of him just walking up to people wearing a robe and just like showing them his dick. It's gross. <laughs> it's really gross. He's a disgusting. It's like, how man. are you not in prison for like sexual crimes? Okay, moving on. Let's move over yeah, to Sta- sausage. Let's move over to somewhere more wholesome. Let's go to Stafford, <laughs> the most wholesome track out there. Well, probably one of the most wholesome tracks we've got left. <laughs> All right, let's go through some results. Anybody else watch these except for me? Yes, I watched them. Okay, good. I did not get a chance yet. Oh, you were probably. Practicing or doing something. Where the hell yep. am I? All right, I'm going to start off with street stocks. Street stonks. Marvin Minkler and Tyler Trott led the field to green as Burt Roulette made a hard challenge for the lead, but my man for naught as David Macha and Rob Sears spun in turn four and they saw a complete restart. Uh, this sucks. Last week's winner, Bobby Sturck, suffered multiple mechanical Dude, he problems. didn't even take the green, bro. No, he didn't. That's terrible. He's yeah. had an up and down year. It's like every time everybody that's taken the points lead in this division at one point has had something bad happen to them. More on that later. Yeah. 
Um, he said he broke a tranny in uh, broke a transmission in. <laughs> in uh, <laughs> I, I have a- to clarify that now, which is really really right, stupid. This is like yeah, I broke a tranny in the parking lot, you know, behind hate the train crime. station. Hate crime. It's like oh. It's, uh, uh, Again, I hate that I have to actually. Who you, Eddie that. Murphy? Jesus, not Christ. yet. <laughs> But no, he broke a transmission. They got it changed, and they put the thing back together. He goes back out on the track. He says he thinks that the drive shaft stripped, and I'm like, it's not out of the realm of possibility. It could have taken the teeth off of it when it chunked the transmission before. Who knows? Any number of weird things can happen. Breaking well, yokes and stuff with driveline issues. Things fall downhill. Yep. Things so just keep. You break a transmission. Rear end goes. Yeah, break, break it, you know. break, then a U joint goes, and then some axle bearing will fail or something stupid. It's just never ending. No, it's too bad. It's really it too bad. It, here's a question because I don't, I don't remember. I haven't gotten a watch in the past few weeks. Has he been in a wreck recently? He won two last week. Did he? Yeah. Okay. I, I just anytime someone hits something or gets hit from behind, I always worry about driveline components. Yeah, just Bobby won last week, right? Yeah, he's his third win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's had an up and down year, but yeah, exactly, Phil. You know, every every time you enter a wreck, you have to practically replace the, you know, go through the whole drivetrain. You're right, absolutely, it's something <laughs> to think about. Uh, on this race, it's, uh, yeah, Travis Hydar had almost a full race lead on second place, which oh, is wait a, a minute, wreck. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, we got to get through the whole thing here. Well, that's what I mean. He's he's got a. I'm just setting it up. Oh, you mean that, points wise? Yeah, points wise, you know, oh, and, yeah, and Bobby okay. Bobby Stark has three wins and is not even within close to within a race. Yeah, it's just so like he's had Feaster a famine. hard year. It's like uh, everybody's had a hard year for the yeah. most part. Even Travis Hardar's had kind of a hard year. It's not been that great, and we'll get more on that later. Because the restart was the same versus the first, because Bertolette snatched the lead quickly. Uh, by halfway, this race had strung out single file as Travis upside down. He started decreasing the gap to. I'm telling you, he's not going to live this down. I'm not going to let it go. He's not going to live this downy. No, he's not going to live it downy. What he needs to do is just make shirts with the car upside down on the front and right side up on the back. Yeah, and uh, and own it. I think go. it would be funny. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, you got to market it, man. People will buy them. There you go. Uh, I'll buy that diecast. Hell yeah, absolutely. I'd That's buy good. that shirt. <laughs> Hope he's listening. I'd buy two. Because <laughs> I'll go through the first one. As Downey began to pressure for the lead, Bill Cody went for a spin at the same time. Uh, third place and points leader, Travis Hydar, had some kind of mechanical failure, engine explosion, resulting in a fire and the end of his race. Now, uh, he had mentioned earlier that uh, that car had suffered some pretty severe overheating issues last week. Mm-hmm. He plucked the spare engine out of his backup car because he had one and he's like, well, I don't want to chance it. We've been down this road before. Mm-hmm. And it nukes the motor. He said it only had three races on the engine. Now I'm really kind of questioning a couple different things. Was it still getting hot? And was this one of the crate engines that was built when they were having the bearing issues? And what did they have nitromethane in the oil? I highly doubt that because that just completely kills your oil and doesn't really do anything for you. It just destroys your engine. I'm just kidding. It it had to have been just one of those bad motors. I think it was, and I'm kind of concerned. I know Ernie listens, so I'd like to throw this out there in the ether. Uh, I know it's not his car, but he helps him out on it. Pass this message along. If he's having overheating issues and can't find it, something happened to me that I never expected happening once. 
And the radiator expanded all of the little, what are they called? Tubes? Channels? Tubes. Tubes? Yep. Inside the fins, they expanded, and it wouldn't let air pass through, and the car overheated every time. Like, just randomly, it built pressure, expanded all the radiator tubes, and we never we could never figure it out until we pulled the radiator out, held it up against a light, and couldn't see through it. To to add on to that real quick, going back to, to the race weekend we had, I was helping Scott Garrity, who anybody from Stafford in the Speedball will know who he is. Uh, he races down here in a sportsman. He was having overheating problems this weekend, and what we figured out is his grill screen was on enough of an angle that the air was actually going right over it and not going through it. I had that we problem took once. His, we took his grill screen on Saturday morning off the car, bent a 90 on the bottom, and just made it so it stood straight up and down in the opening. And all of a sudden, the car's running 190. No problem. I wish we had YouTube because <laughs> you could probably see my face is smug. Yeah. Why is Right that? now. Because I've gotten my engines hot, as hot as 260. Oh, you've nuked motors before. Or... Like I've even gone past wherever, cooking eggs on them. wherever the friggin' uh, gauge was onto it. And you know what? I fixed my overheating issue, and I never, ever had an engine explosion after having an engine run hot. You know why? Because it wasn't a piece of shit communist motherfucking... <laughs> Great engine, and now that you overheat the engine just a little tiny bit, you're out $9,000 because you know why? You're a bunch of stupid-ass communist pieces of shit. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint you, Jesse. Oh, really? The song's not done yet. Thank you. Yes, I'm waiting for it. You may continue. So the 16 car down here, the Sportsman, I mean, obviously Florida's hot as balls. It runs... 250 every week no problem that's fine it's a crate motor it's a crate motor that's fine if as long as the needle moves and you still have pressure mm-hmm. but once you get these little these crate motors a little bit more than 250 and you get and you get start getting into where the where it's running on pretty much vapor i would never I, get I, any I, engine I, ran I don't, don't want to run any engine on like, that kind of stuff but you know what if i get my engine up to the vapor i'm not junking it I'm just going to check it out, and I could pull the heads because I don't have a seal on it and whatever because you know why? (laughs) Crate motors. Stupid. I I hope Jeff Van Pelt listens because I'm going to scare him right now. Um, Jesse, remember the night you and I were beating and banging for fifth place? Uh, You were on the top. I was on the bottom. We were laughing our asses off. Yeah. Probably. I was, probably I was running night. 265, and I refused to pull off because I was determined to beat you that night. <laughs> I do remember that night. <laughs> Just that, for, uh... that, that engine is still in that car running. That's Well, not Just... Jeff Van Pelt's car. He got a crate motor, didn't he? It's the same motor, yeah. That's, that's no. the same motor. Never oh, came huh. out of that car. Well, well there you go. It's <laughs> never <laughs> left that car. That, that motor was with me. It was with uh, Jason Gloud when he... Bought the car and owned it. Tony had the car. It was that way. I actually ran it hot one night when it was Tony's car, too. That car um, just always ran 270, And that particular night, we were all packed up in traffic because we were racing with Sundin. And 
Yeah, she was she was toasty. Yeah, good. But that's probably because it was built in good old American NAFTA in Mexico. My pop loan Carlos. For any for any reference. Pablo had a good week that week. He didn't want to bug out early on a Friday night. So for for reference, by the way, my crate engine's never been above two eighteen. So just figured I'd say that. Well, that's my man right there. You run the Chevy I'm, engine runs cold. Because I'm freaking smart. A Chevy engine likes cold. I'm sorry. I don't <laughs> care what anybody says. A Chevy engine loves cold. Nope. I got a I got a crate. I got a built motor up to like two forty five, and I'm like, nope. As long Shut as I see off. the needle moving, I'm fine. I don't bring I don't bring it up to two fifty. It's not happening. If I, I see it, if I the see the off. needle moving, I have hope. I, I don't because no, it's I don't still even water. Use a fan on mine down here. Because it's still got water in it. If I'm, it don't have, if it if it don't move and it's all gas, then I don't have any hope left. But then again, I'm, I'm I, I have a really heavy cap on it, so there's always going to be pressure in there. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, um, yeah, check that guys because that's what yeah, I now found they're down before. nine thousand dollars or whatever. You know, I bet costs. you the other motor probably still works. It just got hot. They just really got a you know a double pass works pretty great on a uh, street stock with a crate motor. Get one of them. Um. Anyway, no, no restrictor. So that no, was rough. No for, restrictor. So that was rough for Travis. That's that sucked. He had a, a huge point lead, you know, and now it's literally up in smoke and fire, and that's that sucks. Yeah, it sucks because especially I think it's the reason there's fire. It's probably kicked a rod because the bearings were so garbage. You know, they had it's that up in run the front of, too. They had that up run in the front of of the engine bad bearing clearances, and it probably seized the thing and threw the rod out of it. There's there's one positive about that though. Hmm. It won't rust now. No, that car will not rust again. <laughs> no, he's he's got nature. He's got nature's. Uh, what is that? Uh, uh, oh, rust protectant. Yeah, he's yeah. got nature's rust protectant. He's got yeah fluid film. That's what it is. Nature's fluid film. There nature's you go. fluid film. Ugh. Just like Milkshake. our favorite engine builders up north. Ugh. Yeah, my cars are never gonna rust because of my old engines. Uh, the next restart was an utter disaster with Finkbein getting into Downey, and Downey drove him straight into the infield. Good um, job by Travis, by the way. Don't take any of that garbage. No, nah, don't take any shit. Even if, yeah. it's, even if it's unintentional, don't take it anyway. I don't care how unintentional. You can't look, judge that was intent. Pretty, that was pretty bad. Yeah, don't judge intent. He, that, was, uh, that was pretty bad. That was one of these, bro. That's your cue to laugh, though. Oh, ha, 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 ha. There we go. You're going to get a whoopee cushion and a little, like, clown nose. <laughs> I missed the wink. Sorry. That's okay. Waka, waka. Uh, Trot got a right front. Cars were scattering. Cindy Sturk went spinning, but no yellow. Uh, Jason Lafayette benefit from the action to reach second, but it was Bert Dude, Ouellette. I'll tell you what. Yeah. i got to tell you what. Go ahead. Okay, because... The 19 car uh, of Adrian Paradise, he was running like dog crap all all race. Yeah. Okay. He was humming around. He was humming around 10th or whatever. Just something was wrong with the setup, whatever. Mm, it, it, was, it was bad. It was bad. Anyway, he went from eighth. He went from stink eighth to fourth in one lap yeah, it on, sounds that, like, on that start. Sounds like my last race because we had a couple DQs. You know what? Sometimes. You know, a guy that runs up front, a good driver, and and he just has a nose for the front. And when when stuff went to go downhill, yeah, he made the most of it yeah. out of front. And That's kudos to him. But it was Bert Ouellette surviving to take his first street stock win of the year. He gains 30 points on Travis Sider. 
Minimum. Yeah. Where'd Travis get uh, overall? 16th. Final finish was 16th? Yeah. 30, right. 32 points. Was it 32? 30 or 32 points or whatever. Well, that brings I, I him back no. into it at least because Travis was up 40-something, I think. It's within it's within the realm of possibility of one race, so it makes it more interesting. Um, also, anytime we see Bert Louette, uh win a race, we always like that. Yeah, the mighty midget. So oh, absolutely. That's our man, Bert, right there. He's not we, really a midget, but they call him that. We we love Bert. <laughs> Bert's awesome. I, I love Bert's energy and just enthusiasm for the sport. You'll constantly. never find somebody more psyched about racing than that guy. What a cool dude. Love yeah. Bert. Love absolutely. Him yeah, he races anything he can. Uh, limited late models. Let's move on into that. Jay Clement and Kevin Cormier led the field to green, and the two Clement brothers would be 1-2 early on. Rich Hammond had other ideas, and he would spoil the Clement party, take the lead before halfway. On lap 11, an incident when Devin Jensik hit Gary Patnode in the left rear going into three, and Patnode collected Damian Pilardi and sent him head-on into the exit of the turn four wall. Jensik was sent to the rear for contact. Yeah, that's two weeks in a row that Devin Jensik has been a snowplow. Uh, I'll just put this out there if he listens. Don't do that. Because um, if you go down that road, you can't come back from it. Like, if you start being... Don't do that. There you go. If All you kids watching right now wanting to get to this level, don't do that. Yeah. If you start down the path of aggression that leads to you being put back and cars wrecked, you can't. You have to go the other way. It's not going to work out for you. Yeah, once you get that far down the rabbit hole, you're just going to start making a bad name for yourself. And then you're just, and then even if it's not your fault, then it's going to be your fault no matter what. It doesn't really matter. Again, your reputation is much more difficult to repair than a race car. And if you get that rep early on for being a hammer, people are going to race you like an asshole forever. He may have even had position on him. doesn't matter. I know it's like oh well I was at your corner it's like well we don't have spotters you so, drive cars or drive into cars both um but no you can't you can't again we've harped on this forever we've said you don't go to races to make friends but you also don't go there to make enemies no. right so you got to race a little bit more with your head I know you're young you can learn but make sure that you do all right so the re- the next restart was for not as David Schneider Sch- Schinder Schinder, I'm sorry, suffered a mechanical issue and couldn't get the car out, uh, into the pits. But uh, no one's going to be Rich Hammond anyway. He'd go unchallenged for the remainder, and he would take down the limited lead model win. That car is so fast. <laughs> he sounds like him, too. Uh, let's see. That thing is quick. When that thing's on, it's almost unstoppable. You're talking about all men. <laughs> Nobody did promos better, I swear to God. Anyway, let me, uh, let's go to actual late models. Uh, <clears throat> actual big, late. big boy late models. Big, well, <laughs> well, I like that. <laughs> well, here's the thing. There's here's a bitter th- aftertaste after actual late models, isn't there? <laughs> it was a little facetious because if you put the word limited in front of something, that tells the fans yeah. that there's some kind of handicap. Yeah, like it's like, they're meant to yeah. go slower. Yeah, I don't care if you say Coke Zero or not. It's just like, yeah, this is the less flavorful, like more saccharine taste or whatever. It's a shittier taste than Coke. It's Coke, but it it's worse. It you tastes know, shittier. It's worse than you know it is. It's like it's on the label. You just know it's not going to be as good. <laughs> that's, what I mean. that's why I love that comment. That was so good. Just call them light models. Yeah. 
Light models. Crate models. That's a pretty good one. Nice. Crate models, crate late models. Crate lates. Crate lates. Yeah, we, why not? We call them diet late models. <laughs> That's what I would do. I wouldn't call it limited. It sounds like you got no leg. You know, you Same got great li- taste, less filling. Limited mobility. You know, yeah. whatever. Actual late models. Andrew Durand, which is kind of funny because graduate of limited late models and most aggressive driver in the history of mankind. Uh, and John Blake led the field to green, but Michael Bennett ended up backed into the turn one wall again, right after lap one completed again. Uh, Another hard hit. That's like two rear clips now in like three races that he's been back. Jesus. Yeah, he's, like he, was... he clipped it once, missed a race, came back, then this race and clipped it again, pretty much. He's pretty mad at the at the ten car. Yeah, he didn't throw think, anything at him though. He he, he did uh, the ten car. To be quite honest, uh, did have bad entry going in that. Yeah, car. he kind of missed the entry a little bit. Yeah, it's about thirty feet too late or whatever going into the arc of the corner. Yeah, held him out a little too long and yeah, left I know way too much on the bottom. Guy in the middle, but you got to watch the guy on the outside. Yeah. Oh well. So that's not good. Nope. So uh, let's see here. Durand would retain the lead on the restart, and Daryl Keene would move to second. It didn't take very long, though, because by lap four, Keene had challenged Durand for the lead, taking it a lap later uh, until two cars spun off a turn two to bring out a yellow. I didn't catch who they were. I believe, I don't know, but the the 10 car had another incident, and he had, he had an incident with the 42 car, hmm. uh, the, one, uh, the one of the race, and uh, that was it. He parked it. Really? Yeah, well, I think he may have had to park it. Or, I don't know, the real story. I don't know, i got to check the penalties or whatever, but... They might be out tomorrow. The car uh, looked like it had all four tires up and no leaking under the back. And Maybe he just had enough. He was like, I'm done with it. He just wanted to drive by Michael Bennett and get double birds in his face or something. Like, just give me good. it. <laughs> just give yeah, me it. I'll take my medicine. But Keen would uh, pull away with the lead the next restart, and uh, racing was for second on back between Durand... Uh, Tom Fern, Andrew Moeller, and uh, Adam Gray. Michael Ray went for a spin in turn one to bring out another caution. Restart saw Keen mirror his last few restarts and take off. It was Andrew Moeller now in P2, and Kevin Gambacorda was carving through the field, getting by both Fern and Gray for third. Uh, Keen would go unchallenged to take his first win in a few years. Uh, Gambacorda was second. Adam Gray has his worst finish in two months with third. That's terrible. I was gonna say, what did he finish second? Guy fell off, man. He he's, fell, yeah, he fell off the off. planet, bro. His career is over. <laughs> he's all done. He's washed up. Championship done. Nah, you got to throw Just in the sell towel. The car. Get rid of it. <laughs> That's gonna Third. ruin his average finish. Third is the worst finish. That's insane. Mister Summer finishes third as his worst finish. That's yeah, hilarious. Mister Summer. What's that? His ninth race on the podium in a row. That's insane. Minimum. That, you can't do. I don't know. That's uh, those four wins, three insane. seconds, a win, a second, a third, or something like that. It's like Jesus. It's impossible. Yeah. What's his but average now? One point four. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't look up the finishes again. I I deleted them. So I'm just. It's too far in for me to start calculating. It's probably still under two. Well, it's like it's, out, it's probably under one point five. Yeah. To be honest, I'm sure Stafford has a spreadsheet that they keep. I'm they, sure they yeah. seem like they would be the place that does that. Well, they have and the I appreciate best record that kind keeping. Of stuff. Yeah, they have the best record keeping. So, um, all right. Sorry, said next to said, but he don't listen to the show no more. Yeah, he's not here, so whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Happy birthday, fucker! 
<laughs> thanks for the invite to Zoom. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say thanks to the invite for his party. <laughs> no, nah, we knew we weren't going to be invited. <laughs> SK Lights, Cassandra Cole and Amanda West led the field to green. West take the lead from the outside. On lap two, Norm Sears and Josh Carey got together in a grinding crash under the flag stand. Dude, Ca- 69 gets wrecked again and Casey, again and yeah, again, man. Casey Vote ran uh, Josh <laughs> Carey essentially straight into the wall. Like he never even knew. Like he, not he, never even, exal- he never acknowledged his presence, bro. In a crash that might have been avoided if there were spotters. <clears throat> again, <clears throat> thousands of dollars of equipment <clears throat> go up in smoke <clears throat> because you can't afford a $500 radio. Got it. We've beat that horse so dead the meat's already at the McDonald's processing plant. McDonald's, huh? I figured you'd go even worse than that. McDonald's has meat. It's <laughs> <laughs> whatever yeah, they find. What I mean, really doesn't constitute it as a delicious meal. No. Mm. But listen, what we're trying to say, everybody, is that no spotters equals you're asking young drivers to learn very expensive lessons. And a lot of those lessons are at other drivers expenses because most Casey, of the time it is because hell Casey vote drove away and he ended up wrecking somebody else. Well, spun somebody else out later, but yeah, eventually. Yeah. But that was neither here nor there, but that wasn't because well, but the, but the drivers don't have to pay for it. The rich daddies do the daddies. That's do. true. They are all kids except for, what Norm, they should do is wrecked and if, Joey. If, if they wanted to save, <laughs> if they wanted to save that five hundred dollars, and they should take the spotters away from the SK drivers and give them to the SK light drivers because you need way more experience to drive without a spotter than you do when you don't have a spotter. These are enclosed cockpit vehicles, people. You don't have the noise like you do in a midget or a super modified or a mm. sprint car. And you don't have the fenders. You don't like have we the do. sound that you, that <laughs> we do. The sound does not come through right. Yeah, I mean, or we, the visibility. Again, well, you we, don't have mirrors in a sprint car, but you have the noise. We get away with it because we actually know what we're doing. We have mirrors. We have time. <laughs> yep, and fenders. Fenders helps. Mm-hmm. And all female. Go ahead, Phil. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say I don't think any beginners division, and I put that in air quotes, should uh, be without a spotter if it's uh, open wheels. Yeah, it's just. Open wheels and closed cockpit. No, thank you. It's just inviting trouble. You're just causing more more problems and costing more money than you should. It's just unnecessary. They're going to look at these times like in future times, 50, 60 years from now. 20. And they're Yeah, they're going to think, well, we're five days from now. It doesn't really matter. They're going to look at this in the future and say, wow, those were barbaric times. They just threw away money. They just threw away. It's like... It's like future generations looking at chemotherapy. Wow. Look at the barbarism on that. They're just when they had the tech- the, they're poisoning the cancer yeah. out of them. Isn't that weird? Yeah, when they yeah. That's <laughs> literally what it is. Yeah. By, by, <laughs> when, that, by that time though, we're gonna have a bunch of kids sitting at iRacing rigs controlling remote controlled race cars that are on the track because no, it's no, too no. dangerous. No, 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 no. They won't even be racing. They'll just be virtual. Yes. It'll be that point where it will look like it, and they'll just do that instead. That's right, because all the racetracks are closed, and Amazon warehouses. And then they don't have to pay them anything for the same entertainment, and TV makes more money. All right. Because guys like Sukup complain. Yes. Uh, Suck up. An all-female top three came to the restart, and they would all battle side-by-side for the laps to decide the leader. Cassandra Cole went uh, went around after contact with SK Light rookie Frank the three, Frank Litwald, Frank the, the third, 
I did say the third. I didn't say uh, Junior this time. You said Frank the Three. Frank the Three, yes. Yes, Frank the Tal Three. We haven't gotten to mention him much this year because he's not winning street stock races left and right. He's in the SK Light this no. time. We used to mention Frank the Three all the time. And yes, people, we do understand that L'Etoile does not mean three in French. We know that. It means Thank the you. towel. Yes, it means the towel. Uh, let's see here. I was going to make a towel joke. I'll move on. Megan Fuller also went around. <laughs> Megan Fuller also went around, but everyone continued. Frank the Three was sent to the back for contact. Poor Frank. Uh, he's picking it up a little bit. He, dude, he went up and over like super. Yeah, he just went whoop. <laughs> and everybody kept going. Even Samantha kept going. No problem. Or Amanda or whoever it was. Yeah. Yeah, Samantha Cole. Was it? The 09. Cassandra. Cassandra. Cole. Cassandra. I was like, wait a minute. There's not a Samantha, too, is there? Oh, I had I'm to sorry look it about up. your name. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to look it up real quick. But no, uh, yeah, he went to the back. I guess everybody kept going. Pretty robust, I guess, for jumping over someone's front. I thought they were going to take the carburetor off it, but I guess he didn't. So uh, let's see here. Uh, West led the restart, but a new cast of characters up front ate her alive. Uh, with Tyler Berry, George Bissett Jr., and Derek Depp is taking the top you three. You mean the usual suspects. Yeah, the sharks came. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they showed up. <laughs> the um, usual suspects. I, I wouldn't call them sharks. They're not They're not old enough and experienced enough. We'll call them piranhas. Yeah. Barracudas. Sure. Sure, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Smaller Whatever. fish. Whatever small fish with teeth that like to... Whatever it is, but are still badass because... The uh, SK drivers will be the sharks. Because, oh, okay, yeah. Like, okay, I get you. Because the 18 is the point leader, and that's the minnows. Yeah, he's the, and uh, he ran pretty pretty well. Yeah, Barry had a good showing. He had a good show, and yeah, like a point leader should. So it's pretty good. Now, There's a lot of good talent in that class. They're coming along. Uh, rookie Paul Akari uh, drove his car wide off a of turn four and just pounded the concrete, bringing out another yellow. Just flat uh, drove it into the wall. Honestly. Yeah, I don't know if something broke on that, like an upper ball joint or something, but it just went straight. I think it was inexperienced. He just thought that it would come off and it just didn't. Throttled up and it shoved the nose and didn't know what to do. Just kept going. Yep. Just went straight in the wall. Oh, my. Yeah, it looked like uh, someone who doesn't have a lot of experience. And again, rookie. I didn't remember this person ever being there. That's a tough lesson to learn. Uh, Let's see here. Bissett would take the lead on the outside. And right as the lap counted, rookie Haley Dizolny, uh spun off of turn four. After contact, that was the second kill of Casey Voigt. Casey Vogt? Casey Vogt's second kill. Oh, that was the second kill? All yeah. Right. Put another sticker right there. Yep. Yeah, that was the a meatball second. flag. Just stick that right there. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Three more in your ace. Not trying to be a an- racist Another anything, tear but... tattoo under the eye. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. better. There you go. All right. That's gangster um, right there. It's less racist than mine. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Is it? <laughs> no, it was just a it's World War II reference. Give me a break. <laughs> All right, so Beset, let's see. We bombed that shit into Pokemon. The Who ins- cares? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say tentacle porn. <laughs> <laughs> what? Where did this show go? I don't know. We take weird tangents at any given moment. You never know where we're going. Jesus Christ. It's like the we GPS shut off. off. Cliff. It's like the GPS shuts off. And there's four different lanes you can go. And it's like, we'll just pick one. And we ended up on that one. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Okay, so on the ensuing restart, Barry would battle back and retake the lead. 
Uh, Bissett would chuck it in under Barry for the lead with two to go, but to uh, but Barry would not let it go, and a great battle would end as Frank the three would hit the wall off a of turn four and be in a precarious spot. Uh-huh. As the leaders came for the checkered, so they threw the caution as they entered turn three on the last lap, which yeah. sucks, but yeah. they had to. I mean, there's no other choice. Yeah, Frank, really... the, yeah Frank the Towel Jr., he wanted to. <laughs> I don't want to call him Frank the Towel. <laughs> he wanted to throw it, definitely. He's probably like, that. you know what? The boy, street stock racing was way less expensive when this happens. It's like, oh, that sucked. <laughs> yeah. I could just bounce it off the wall with the streeter. Now I can't do that. Yeah, yeah that sucks. So they had a. Green white checkered uh, finish here. They picked right up where they left off, but the rolls were reversed. It seemed like anybody, whoever was on the top side, had the advantage. I think they sprayed it or left it from being sprayed or whatever. That and it's a momentum race car. So yeah, but the top side usually didn't work unless they spray it. So yeah, they spray it. Once they spray it, the the, the momentum race cars work better on the top. Yeah, to get a little bit more speed. Uh, yes, Beset. Let's see, my notes just moved on me. Bissett would roll the top side on the restart, and he would clear Barry and take the win in a nice, clean battle. It was good to see young guys racing without you yeah, know, smashing was, each other all over hard. the racetrack. And that well, was nice. It they was nice raced hard, but it was respectful. Yeah. yeah, it was very respectful. I liked watching it. Was a, it was a hard race, man. That was good so, to see. Georgie Jeff definitely races a lot uh, smarter and more respectful than his dad did. Oh, his dad was the mad dog, man. Give it to him. He was crazy. <laughs> oh, he was fun to watch. He but still is crazy. I would, want, I would not want to race against him. He still is crazy. The man has a train horn hooked well, up. Well, give his it to Tyler Berry to too. People. He's at the very beginning of his career. He doesn't. <laughs> he's got some. He's got some success, you know, but not. Uh, you know, a whole wall full of trophies or whatever. But he still has the composure not to just throw the whole car away, just to not finish second to go for the win all out. You know, he but, raced smart. He raced very smart, and he didn't. He, and he didn't go way over his head. And he's done it all year long. Yep. And he's continued. Yep. So that's why he's a point leader. He's he's when you, gone way before, way uh, beyond his age. Mm-hmm. When when you have a successful racing lineage in your family like they do, you it yes. shows. Yes, the berries. So yeah, five, I mean, his, four or five generations from Preston. His grandfather was a great resource for legendary drivers. His dad actually wasn't a bad driver either, let's be honest. Not I've at seen all. I've seen him wheel up to a couple years ago and he was fast. So yep. um, He could still get those things and win, I bet. Oh, Kenny could you still put a wheel. Good, well prepared car under him. If you put Kenny in a car right now, I bet you if it's prepared really well, he could put top five time on the board in practice. Like Easy. he's that he's pretty damn good. I mean, look at what Bill Anderson yes. did a couple of years ago. Was it last year at the bowl? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it came Hops off the couch for Bear- Yeah, it came off the couch, hops in Bears car and just and he wins. I don't know where it just goes and wins. <laughs> yeah. And he still runs fairly competitive every time he shows up. Don't tell Andrew Muller that. Uh SK's Speaking of them, Michael Jarvis and uh, John Puglio would lead the field to green, but as lap one was being completed, uh, Marcello Refrano made a move to the bottom on uh, Jarvis for the lead, just as Brian Sullivan went for a slow spinoff turn four. So re-rack them. Dude, this race could never get going, bro. <laughs> no, it couldn't. This is, They had a bunch of little spins here and there. Yeah, I just can't stand that. Um, the restart was from lap one, putting Jarvis and Pulio back up front, but it didn't take long for another yellow after a stack up off turn two. All cars continuing. 
Pulio would take control on the restart of Stephen Copps that got turned into the infield and kept going, but then Jarvis was spun off of turn two to bring caution out. Contact between Pulio, Muller, Hines would send JP spinning and collect Rocco, Hines, Pulio, Montesanto, Christopher Jr., among others, in a wreck in turn two. So that was not great. Rocco wrecked his backup car as well. That was a rough hit. Yeah, because uh, yeah, because he had a, a bad heat race there. Yeah, he got caught up in an accident in the heat yeah, race. Yeah, they wrecked in the freaking heat race. Yeah. Daniel Weapon wrecked everybody in the heat race, and they had three cars uh, He finish. got driven hard wide by a 24 car in, a hot, in there. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. He made I con- watched it, and the 24 never came off the line. Uh, the right rear corner made contact with his left front. I saw the That's 92 saw. way too tight. He had plenty of room up top. Uh, I don't know. He, about there that. was plenty. I watched it three times just to be sure. He had. You got to give racing room. He had room. I wanted to blame, uh, what's his name, Mikey Flynn, but I couldn't. I really couldn't. Yeah. Mikey Flynn is is another one of those guys. He's come a long way. Because I remember when he first started out, when he got in his late model, how many times did he junk that damn thing? Perpetually? Yeah. So he's he's come a long way from destroying shit every week. So it's nice to see. Yeah, I just don't like learning by wrecking. Todd Owen would take advantage of missing the wreck, and he would take the lead, by the way. We're only seven laps in. Lap, <laughs> a 40-lap race, by the way. Lap nine, and Refrano would take the lead from Owen and with Anthony Bello in second. Remember, he had a great run last week. He's a rookie. Yep. And by the way, there was an interesting statistic to make us all feel old. We mentioned last week, I think he was born, what, five days after Keith Rocco won his first SK race at Stafford? Ouch. Or what five, year was he born? Oh, five, I think. I don't know. I think he's like six. So he was born after I graduated high school. That's fucking wonderful. Oh, a lot of people were born that race after I graduated high school. I graduated mm-hmm. in 01, just he was at 2000. Yeah. I mean, makes you realize. 9 11 was 22 years or 20. <clears throat> yeah, it's going to be 21 years ago. 9 11 can drink now. What? Uh, <laughs> what would 9 11 drink? That's a question. Let's move on because we could do all sorts of jokes about this. I was going to say gonna pure go green. I was going to say Long Island iced tea. <laughs> what the no, hell? Pure green alcohol. <laughs> Diesel fuel. Um, gasoline. Air- like a real airline, airplane fuel. What is that? Jet fuel. Jet fuel. Yeah, there you go. 100 double L octane. Yeah. Jet fuel can't melt steel beams, Jess. No, it can't. <laughs> It can't melt steel beams. UPS men and FedEx men were dressed up, <laughs> and they had thermite paint. Thermite Wait. paint on the steel beams. Oh, were the UPS men putting the thermite paint on They were paint painting on it? it on there. They were dressed up. Who hired up. the UPS was, guy to paint steel beams? It was the... Oh, never mind. <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs> I can't... Oh, I'm done. It what? was the... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It was the anti-Semitic remark. It was that too. <laughs> no, it wasn't them. No, no, don't cancel. Me. Oh, by the way, conspiracy theorists. You already gave it away with the anti-Semitic remarks. <laughs> it could be anything. No, it can't. It could be it's... Muslims. It could be anything. No, it can't. Right, anyway. No, it can't. Okay, so, um, by the way, conspiracy <laughs> theorists, <laughs> uh, you don't need to melt steel to bend it. And any structure that has a structural failure through heat will collapse. Moving on. It um, was George Bush. 
Yeah, they. they I were, used to be a governor and a Navy SEAL. <laughs> they wanted twenty years of abject failure. Gotcha. Okay. Because it really did a lot for gas prices. I put Hulk Hogan in a headlock, and I took the Iron Sheet's camel clutch I know. and shoved it up his pee hole. Don't give me any nonsense about industrial complex. I get it. Okay, thanks. Um, anyway, we were talking in racing, not thermite paint. How the hell did we talk about 9-11? <laughs> oh, yeah. I graduated in 01. That's right. Forget it. Um, Phil's checked out. Phil's just checking his Facebook and texting people while we rant. Phil, what shirt is that, by the way? Daniel Webster shirt. RFD Motorsports. Yep. Oh, He's right representing his own team, even okay. though they can't see it on It said 33. I was kind of hoping it was a Michael Jarvis shirt. Nah, no, no, it's not that and, fun. And that is that is a Max Verstappen number before Max Verstappen had no, the it's number. No, it's not. It's uh, Dale Earnhardt number that Max Verstappen stole and made double threes on it. Max Verstappen is now the one. Let's move on. Um, lap 23 saw a caution flew for Kurt Brainerd and R.J. Marcotte spinning in the middle of three and four. Uh, that restart saw Tato and get back by Bello for second, but Bello would get back. Uh, again, back by, with 12 to go. Uh, Kopsik would rebound from his earlier incident to get back into the top five with 10 to go. Refrano threw a block, and contact was made with Bello as he chased him down for the lead. And uh, Refrano, I don't know how the hell he saved it, but it looked like incidental contact, like Bello didn't expect him to come across his nose to block him. Yeah, literally by inches. And I think that Refrano... He never even mentioned it in his post race. He just said, "We're just not good enough yet." Um, but Bello They're got getting there, though. They are, but Bello got by. It's a new car. They're still working on it. Bello would get by for the lead with five laps to go, and I think he's a rookie at Stafford. He's this a year. rookie. It's Anthony, a rookie. Anthony Bello would take down his first SK win just as the rain started to fall at Stafford. Yeah, that's why they cut speed. coverage. By the way, is because they got the cameras shut down. Yeah, he had. Yeah, he's had some speed lately, you know. Mm-hmm. And his dad was the guy that we watched when we were in New Hampshire for the time that I actually raced this year. Yeah, this April we were at New Hampshire Motor Speedway for the Northeast Classic. Yeah, we watched a truck race with his father. Yeah, his dad was down there in the lobby with us because we were just like, why don't we just all instead of our two hotel rooms, everybody bomb in a hotel room? They're like, they have couches down there. Why don't we just ask the guy for the remote? So we all hung out in the lobby watching the truck race because they had foosball and all sorts of couches and shit. Yeah. And Bellow's nice. dad Bellow's dad was in the same hotel. That whole crew was there. He came down and watched the races with us, and we were BSing the whole time until they took off for dinner or whatever. Really cool dude. Yeah, really nice, nice guy, guy to guy, talk very to. Very mellow, yeah. very very chill. Liked the guy. Yeah. So I'm really glad those guys got their first win, man. That was really cool, man. Yeah, it was very, very stout performance by Bellow. And uh, he has very quickly made himself a name at Stafford. Top like, 10 in points already. Out of, out of absolutely nowhere, he finished his second last week. People think, oh, you know, he started up front to fluke. Well, guess what? He just ran the field and won this week. Now what? <laughs> now, he, now he's got it figured out. Now they're in trouble. Hopefully. Now it ain't a fluke because you just you discounted the kid for a week, and then he just kicked you in the teeth. So it's like, uh-oh, man. now you're reeling. Now they all slept on the young man, and the young man didn't go away. Yep, and they're, uh, they're probably going to bring the same piece back next week. Let's be fair. When something's working, you don't mess with it. <laughs> Sorry. He's been fast pretty much any time I've ever seen him in a modified. He was down here at Speed Weeks and won the 602 modifieds. And I think he ran a tour mod a little bit, and he was pretty quick in that. And he's just always seems like he's 
got good equipment and always quick. That throat clear was me just making fun of myself. So, so what's <laughs> the so you know the, the phrase ciao bella? Uh, it's Italian, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's the masculine? That it must be ciao bello. <laughs> Is that a that's, bad that's, joke? Or? That's going to be the name of the episode. That's what's going to be. If I could spell that in Italian, which you seem to not be able to do, <laughs> I think you got it. I think it's C A I O. C I A O? C I A O? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. <laughs> Why don't you just hit it in Google Translate? Oh, wait, you'd put quant on. Anyway, <laughs> let's just move on. While Jesse looks that up, we will go to the Speed Bowl. I got to watch these videos because of uh, contributions from sponsors and race fans to uh, Vault Productions and the SpeedBowlHistory.com or SpeedBowl History YouTube channel. They now have the weekly racing up. What is it? Jesse has it. Hello, beautiful. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of gay. Whatever. I think you're right. We're going to have to go with that. Yep, Jesse named the episode. It's going to be Chow Bello. It's going to be a play on words. Yes, sir. Spoiler alert. All right. Oh, so- let's see. Is Chow Bello <laughs> offensive under Google? Because everything is it is really broken. a spoiler if we're telling them halfway through the episode with the episode's name that they're listening it's to? It's not, no. Is Chow Bello offensive according to Google? I think you that- have to have that question because everything's got to no, be woke th- as no, shit. No, 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 no. I think it's a song that you're talking about that says, Why is it impolite to play Money Heist song Chow Bello in Italy? There's the second line below you, so that's retarded. I think they're talking about a song. Offensive. I've been watching TikToks about there's this guy who dresses up in like specific cultural clothing, right? Like he'll put on the Mexican like sombrero and he'll have a tape on really thick mustache and he'll have the big multicolored poncho on. You know, the big it looks like you're wearing a rug. And he'll walk through a neighborhood like a liberal college, right? And he'll ask people, "Is like, hey, do you see my? Do you think my outfit's offensive?" And oh my god, the responses he gets from these college kids is cringeworthy. They're like, "That's cultural appropriation, and it's you don't know anything about the culture, so it's not right for you to do that." And he walks the after that, he walks the fuck over to the Mexican side of town where there's all you know everything is in Spanish. It's all you know immigrants. And he just walks around with his microphone. He goes, do you find my outfit offensive to the nearest Latino he can find, right? Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, that thing's awesome. (laughs) Every single one of them. And then he did it with, like, you know, the wok hat for the uh, Asian person. And he did the whole, like, silk suit get up. He just looked stereotypically Asian. He did the same thing. Got exactly the same result. Goes to Chinatown. They're all like, oh, we love it. Your clothes are amazing. Yeah. So it's like people we, just we have to be offended because they tell us to be offended. It's literally these college kids think they're supposed to be angry on someone else's behalf without well, it's, realizing it's the arrogance to, to, <laughs> to speak for people yeah, that you, they have no business speaking. Like you for. have no right to speak for people. Yeah, because at all. Yeah, because it's so hilarious. Yeah. Anyway, it's a way of patronizing people. That's culturally expected. Again, anyway. sometimes folks, the GPS just shuts off and we take whatever lane we see in front of us. So Speed Bowl. Again, videos. You can watch all the races at uh, Speed Bowl History YouTube channel. Uh, let's see here. I'm just going to go in order of how they were posted because I start from the bottom and work my way up. It's not in any particular order of how they raced that night, but you'll get the drift anyway. Who cares? 
All right, Speedbowl Trucks. This was like the race of the night. I'm just going to start off with a bang. Andrew Morin led the field to green, and I just lost my notes. There it is. <laughs> Ed Ryan took the lead early, but uh, Morin was rescued by a caution when Alan Coates came to a stop off turn two. Uh, Ed Ryan retook the lead on the next restart uh, as Morin got into Emma Monahan in turn four and uh, crashed into the turn four wall because it looked like the C-clip on his axle broke and the, the whole thing came out and like jammed halfway out of the truck and he went sliding off into the turn four wall. I'm like, that didn't look good at all. So that ended his night pretty prematurely. Kyle Giro put big pressure to Ed Ryan for the lead as they closed in on the halfway uh, point. And he would eventually clear for the lead a few laps later. Now, almost immediately after that, Alan Coates went for another spin in turn two, which is incredibly uncharacteristic for him. I think he was battling some kind of problem. GPS um, failed. <laughs> you calling him old? No. Uh, no? Ryan, Ed Ryan would hold... Maybe? Ed Ryan would hold strong on the top above Giro for a few laps after the restart until Tyler Chapman took them three wide for the lead on the bottom. Uh, Emma Monahan would follow him through to second. Giro would battle back topside, but contact with Chapman would open the door, and Monahan would then take the lead. Giro would clear for second and immediately put use the top, because, again, the top is kind of the line now at Waterford, to apply pressure there to Monahan's lead. But... In the closing laps, he was unable to get up far enough, and she held on to win her second truck race of the year. She picked this up incredibly fast, by the way. Because she's got some good teachers. Earlier this year is light years different than what it is now. I mean, I watched her earlier this year not even be able to race in traffic. Now she's carving traffic and winning. So it's like, it's a huge improvement. And she said it clear as day. She said, I got to thank my uncle for spotting me. And I'm like, yeah, you're not going to learn any more than that. You're going to have one of the more experienced people on your ear who knows how to teach a young racer. And it's it shows. Look at what uh, his, his son is doing. Look at what Emma's doing. He's coaching them both. And by the way, Diego wasn't there. That sucks. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, that does. Suck. I mean, at least he was there for the first one, but that does. Yeah, suck. he was there for the first one, but you don't want to miss any of them, to be honest. That no. sucks, but that's all right. She brought home a trophy and a few dents, but what happens? You know, it's speedball racing. <laughs> it's a few dents and a trophy is way better than a lot of these guys. All right, late model features. They had double features. We'll start with the first one here. Uh, who the heck put Ray Christian III and Jason Palmer on the front row? Did they just want to cut the middleman out? Did they just want to get the race over with as quick as possible? <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, what is that? Anyway, Jordan Hadley would not be outdone as he stuck to their bumpers and challenged for the lead. A quick spin in three set up another restart with uh, Christian taking the top again, but another yellow flag flew. Same order restart, same result. RC3 would maintain the lead up top. But now Andrew Muller made his presence known by rolling the top as well. He would get up to P2, leaving Palmer and Hadley to duke it out for third. If you want to talk about somebody who's come along a long ways in these ACT type late models, it's Andrew Muller. He has decent speed now. Really good speed. How many cars did they have? Uh, low teens. 
which is I remember the days when they had like five or six. So it's it's more than nice yeah, it's see. more than that. Let's be fair. It's no, I'm just saying it's nice to see that division finally growing, and they've got some really good talent. I don't in know. It. They've always they've had ten or twelve for the last ten to twelve years. <laughs> <laughs> 15 you know right <clears throat> well i mean they run act car and they run up against seekonk on saturday nights who run an act car and they're 45 minutes away yeah they are 45 minutes away but it's less you, than an hour away yeah i mean you don't think of seekonk being that close but it actually kind of is you it know? really it's one road and it's, it's 95 and, and waterford's right near 95 and to be quite honest it's actually a nicer ride to get to seekonk than it is for us to get to stafford because we live on eastern connecticut you know it really is i'm 10 minutes from the border and i can get on 95 and Rhode yeah. Island and just go straight there in 45 minutes it's one hour not towing a trailer to stafford for me yeah i will say strange. in fairness though the the only really normal seekonk guys that ever seem to come over is like mark jennison and he runs a pro stock now, so you don't see him no more. Yeah, there. He's a Thompson guy too, so he runs all. See, he's on the corner. It's all there, its know? own little world, and Waterford's its own little world. It seems to work. Seacon right. can pull more cars though. So, uh, anyway, <clears throat> probably because they don't get wrecked as bad. Uh, let's see. After a well, few tracks, seventy-five feet wide. I didn't realize that. Well, I mean, why wouldn't you race there? You get more room. You don't yeah. want to wreck your investment, <laughs> right? All right, so another few quick yellows put Moeller up against uh, Christian's topside domination. But each time he would maintain the point, Matt Lewinsky made a trip down, and it was and he was sitting in the podium as Moeller made a challenge to the bottom of Christian for the lead with about 10 to go. But Matt won a late model title up at Lee? Star? I thought it was Star. It might be Star, because I think Josh Hedges won there won, won their, uh, one year, right? Is Star the one with the the rumble strips in the corners? I think so. Yeah, that's that's where he won it. I think it's Star. Either way, he won a title in late model up there, but he came down to run, and I think he finished podium. Um, <clears throat> the battle was for third, as four cars challenged for that spot late, leaving Christian and Moeller to run away. But it was Ray Christian the third taking the win in the first of twin features for the late models that evening. All right, so. Move on to SK Lights. This one I don't have much of an update for because it went pretty f- quickly. Sammy Anderson led the field to green, but a false start for a spin set the race up for another try at a, at a start. Side-by-side racing would eventually open up top. Abel Jr. would carve his way through the field quickly and take the lead early on. An incident between Zach Sangermano and Ethan DeRozier saw the 47 sitting on the nose of the 16 in turn three. Uh, bringing out another caution. Abley would maintain the lead on the restart, and this race would essentially single file out for the remainder. Abley would cruise to victory, and I believe that was his fourth or fifth so far this year. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly how many, but it's quite a few. All right. Street stocks. Ugh. <laughs> that, ugh. That's how... That says a lot. John, just a, in, <laughs> that says a lot in uh, just not in inaudible words. My entire uh, let me preface this disdain. My entire life, entire life, I have loved these cars. I loved watching them as a kid. I loved watching them as an adult. I never thought I would want to race one until I raced one. Now I love them as a racer. I want to race them every single day of my life. 
And there's this. John Porter led the field of nine to the green. <laughs> and after... I'm sorry, that's just funny to me. me and then there's this. Go me, ahead. Me, I'm, I'm sorry. Go it, ahead. It gets worse. Yeah. John, gets... John Porter led the field of nine to the green. Let me say it gets worse. Yep, go ahead. And after a few laps, Al Stone III would take the point. Brian Norman would get by Aaron Plemons after a little physicality, no more than just typical street stock racing. All right. But Plemons put the bumper to the 12 coming out of two, and he would spin into the infield, putting both of the cars to the back, which, let's be fair, it's nine cars. There's not really a back there. It's like a heat race. After a couple restarts, Stone would maintain yeah, yeah. the lead, but behind him a three-wide move with Aaron Plemons, Joe Arena, and John Porter. Saw Arena lose a right rear tire going into one, and Porter and Arena both spun into the turn wall backwards. Oh, Joe Arena came down? Yeah, he's been down there a couple weeks, actually. Oh, okay. Porter probably got the worst of that. I think he probably hurt the rear clip because he hit pretty hard. He used to do, like, tourist-type street stocks, and now his car, they caught up to his. They they caught caught up up to his turn. (laughs) Yeah, where where my car got obsolete, they caught up to his car. I know. He almost had to overbuild him, huh? (laughs) Yeah, right. Both cars would be out for the next restart, so now they're down to seven. Stone and Gatekey, Sean Gatekey, I'm sorry, I didn't say his name earlier, battled side-by-side side for the lead for laps on end, but it was eventually Stone working the bottom, maintaining the lead, one of the few divisions that is actually able to pass on the bottom at Waterford still. <laughs> Brian Norman went for his second spin in turn one, and the caution flew again. Todd Pullen went for his third spin, but the yellow didn't fly, allowing Stone to again retain the lead. Now with five cars left... The 21 spun, and Brian Norman didn't return as the race came down to four cars remaining at the end. Don't know why Brian went off, but uh, something happened to him. (laughs) It was Al Stone surviving to take down the win of four cars. I mean... It's time to stop! (laughs) I I can't say a whole lot because I finished fourth and I was the last truck on the, the track saturday night so you did the same exact thing yep wasn't very happy about that i'll be honest with you the trucks up here at speed bowl they had a good count they looked like they had a good amount of trucks i wonder if uh i'm not gonna put that in the ether screw it i'm not gonna say that honestly if if i owned a street stock there right now i would go to a truck because it's the same damn thing, and the trucks seem to be gaining momentum, and street stocks are going the opposite way. Well, yeah, they're going to have to do some serious, serious reorganizing in the street stocks there because they're doing something incredibly wrong. They that do some soul searching. Yeah, they have to that's find horrible. Them. They literally have to find themselves again. Because that's Stafford just, rules. Yep, Stafford's pulling. Yeah, I'm 20 sorry, plus. my car got obsolete real goddamn quickly. You know. So where am I going to race? Am I going to race where a car is like 20 years ahead of, the, of where it should be? I can't race my car anywhere. I want to race a car where I can have the most options or whatever. If I wanted to race two, three nights a week, I want to do that. Yep. You know? You used to be able to. God almighty. Not this, if I wanted a late model, I'd get a freaking late model. Okay? Yeah. This is stupid. Todd Styles had it right, and he always told us off. And you know what? We didn't care. We're like, that's okay, that's fine. He's Could like, you want a late, you want a locked rear, go race a late model. Okay. Yep. You want headers, go race a late model. Okay. Yeah, that's. 
Every time we'd he bitch, was right. Every single he time was we totally would, right. Every time we'd come to him and bitch about rules. I, I never bitched at that. He, I always well, thought that made sense. I say we collectively. As, 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 you yeah. and I make you and I both know better, but you know. But every time I would mention it to him, he would say that exact thing. Go race a late model then, and I'm like, okay, and I would just drop it immediately. <laughs> like that would be it. I was perfectly fine with. Log manifolds and open motors and open rear ends and stock shocks. I was perfectly fine with it. But no. Anyway, mini stocks. Uh, it was Jesse. Ruined it. By the way, it was Jesse Oloski. See, we got it right this time. Hmm. On the pole as they went green. Uh, I saw Mark Macaroni, uh, Ravioli, Pastaroni, Panaroni. Rigatoni. Make a return because he races part-time. Uh, a few laps in, we saw John Bavalaco take the lead. I think it's John. I don't want to say his nickname. Um, take the lead from Olaski, and Tom Silva also came back, and he followed into P3 behind Charlie Canfield. Uh, he would eventually get by, as would Mark Macaroni, uh, Pepperoni, uh, Panaroni. I can't get his damn name right. This one strung out, and I was really hoping for a caution, and my prayers were answered with 15 to go. It's not that I had anything against who was in the lead. It's just that I wanted to see some racing. So I lost my notes again. <laughs> there we are. Uh, all right. So <laughs> I was waiting for it. Damn iPhone. Uh, let's see here. I pushed. I touched the wrong part of the screen, and it just scrolled all the way up to the top 15 pages. All right. Damn iPhone. Well, it's convenient when you need it. Bavalaco and Silva would now have to battle for the lead close range with Panaroni close behind. Olaski's night would continue to decline, and he would spin with uh, four laps to go after Bavalaco had a commanding lead again. He had stretched it out against those two, but under yellow, his car would die and come to rest in turn three from the lead and hand the unsuspecting Tommy Silva the first place position. That sucks. Oh, running away from the two best guys in the division, and the thing dies on you under caution. That blows. Did, I, did he say what happened? No, I didn't see it. I just saw it on the video. Gotcha. Uh, he would have just enough to hold off Mark Macaroni and pull off another win. Tommy Silva, by the way. Dust and a hearty Ohio silver. <laughs> Turn it up. Ah. Speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty. The true test of intelligence is listening to the William Tell Overture, not thinking of the Lone Ranger. The speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty silver. Is that how it goes? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Had to get that in there. Legends came out uh, at some point. Again, I don't know if this is in order at all, so. Uh, looks like Dylan Cody, I couldn't tell who it was, led the field to green. An <laughs> aggressive three-wide move by P.J. Evans took him from fourth to second and immediately put pressure on Cody for the lead. Uh, he made the pass with ease, putting Cody into the clutches of last week's winner, uh, overall winner, Isaiah Newcomb. Uh, quick yellow brought multi-time winner Brody Monahan into the picture, and he quickly entered third position. A quick yellow after that for a car who spun while panic stopping and didn't feel like continuing without a yellow, even though he was in last, would bunch the field up again. <laughs> Sorry. Who was that? I don't know. I didn't catch who it was. And I didn't have race monitor up to double check stuff, so whatever. 
after a few laps, another spin would tighten the field again, and Monaghan would finally get by Newcomb for second. He took him almost all race to do it, but nobody would catch P.J. Evans, who took down the win. P.S., uh, son of Phil Evans, longtime Speed Bowl staple. Uh, nice to see another generation driver coming through the ranks yet again. That's uh, two Monahans and an Evans. Oh, and um, did Nick? The, the more things Nick? change, the more they stay the same. I mean, you got Nick Hovey, you got a couple other kids. I mean, yeah, it's the same thing, different race. So, all right, late model two electric boogaloo. Uh, Jason, <laughs> sorry, I had to put that in there. Jason Williams led the field to green and immediately led them backwards into the turn one wall. Uh, I wasn't I couldn't quite see what happened based on the angle of the camera, but it appears the 94 of Bailey was put to the back for contact because he was directly behind him. And then on the restart, he wasn't there anymore. So I'm guessing he got put to the back. Oh, boy. So Doug Curry, he made a miraculous miss because he started second and was able to miss the spinning car of Williams. Uh, he was uh, he led the field to the second attempt at the race start. Jordan Hadley would get by very quickly, as well as Andrew Moeller, and the battle was on for third. Uh, Moeller continued his strong run for this night as he took the lead from Hadley shortly after. Approaching halfway, we saw the field string out. Uh, Ray Christian III would break free of his battle with Jason Palmer and attack Hadley for second, getting by a few laps later. But Moeller was on his own planet by then, and he cruised to the win. He and Ray Christian III would each finish 1-2 on both the races that night. So that was a good ending for both of those guys. Yes, sir. The only better way you could have a night is to win both of them, but that's as close as you're going to get. Jesus, are we really almost at two hours? Yes. Whatever. We actually talk about racing, Brian. We, we don't just talk about, you know nonsense yeah we, you know yeah, what's funny if you're drunk at the bar or whatever you know it's funny if you're a racing fan we actually do cover racing for quite a long time so i guess that's a perk i don't know i don't know what people actually Come on, we're not for. gonna have like wing tasting contests and dad jokes <laughs> no we do racing because that's the name of our show anyway we got to cover a few inter interesting things like racing nationally and stuff uh there was a few interesting stuff or topics i should say to talk about like trucks at IRP. Um, yeah, finally. Yeah. yeah, finally. God, I love IRP. Yeah, the, it was it, a, according to the... Great don't do that moment. Hmm. There yeah. was a few of them. What, that was the whole last 10 laps? Pretty much. Oh, pretty, yeah. Pretty much. Uh, the That's another track where uh, the question before was, was its name, Tyler Owen? Yeah, yeah, that's another racetrack that would be really good for a cup schedule because oh, that would be amazing. They just it's it's a good racy racetrack. Silver Crown cars on that track are amazing. I yeah. love watching those there. Oh yeah, they're they're most... racing tonight, I believe. Really, it's excellent. I think so. I think on flow they're on. Oh damn it! I should have had that on the second TV. Anyway, well, let me run the let me just run through the rundown and we'll go through the topics here. John Hunter Nemechek won stage one of the. First race of the playoffs. This is the truck playoffs. Then spun himself out on Chris Wright after sliding up into him. Ty Majeski won a fairly uneventful stage two. A few backmarkers crashed throughout the event, like Lawless Allen and Spencer Boyd, whoever. Uh, Grant Enfinger took the lead with That's eleven. Just a dumb friggin' name. <laughs> you, I'm sorry. You have to. You have to respect Spencer Boyd. He won a race. When? 
At Talladega. It was gifted to him. Oh, you mean like that guy who won that race at Daytona and then never, no one's ever seen him again? John, yeah, John like, something. I forget what the hell it was. Seven truck. I don't know. Yep, nobody yeah, remembers. No, See, oh, nobody John rem- King. John yes, King, him. yeah, nobody remembers. I mean, that's really awesome. I'd love that on my resume, but I would probably get it forgotten just like anybody else. So let's see here. Grant Enfinger took the lead with 11 to go, but it was incredibly chaotic. So the field would shuffle like three times and pit strategy and all sorts of shit. Um, By the way, uh, I need to mention this. Colby Howard was hooked into the turn one wall by Carson Hosevar, the media darling, in an absolutely unnecessary wreck. Well, well, he did... He didn't really wreck Jesse. No argument. Yeah, there's but no I mean, excuse to hook a guy if he didn't wreck you. He d- he deserved to get moved. <clears throat> oh he yeah, didn't get deserve to get hooked head on. No, you don't yeah. deserve to get hooked if the other guy hasn't crashed. I mean, he damn near crashed though. Did he though? Uh, 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 no, but I no, mean, it was only done by luck. <laughs> if you didn't crash, you can't crash if, someone else. Well, nope. Do you want to be crashed if you accidentally got into someone? And they didn't that wasn't crashes. an accident. You think that was an accident? The I, accident has just, nothing to do with I'm it. I'm just Carson, putting Carson got there. moved and threw a little 12-year-old temper tantrum like Carson likes to do. He's not the fucking media darling they try to make him out to be. I'm sick of it. I, I, Did I'm you sorry. see how quickly Twitter flipped on him? I'm sorry. You don't hook no, a guy. You don't hook a guy for contact, whether it's intentional or not. If you, Unless you got wrecked, then suck it up. I was surprised don't do uh, that didn't go trending. We were sitting in a wing house down in Tampa watching the end of the race. I mean, I'd love to hear <laughs> why that would be justified to wreck somebody for just contact. It's not just contact. He almost damn near wrecked him. Did he wreck him? Almost. He didn't wreck, Did he wreck him. Does, does it, I don't yes, care about it. it absolutely <laughs> does matter. He broke the non-aggression principle first. Then spin ends him in the justify, infield. The ends don't justify the means. Then spin him in the infield. But the punishment didn't fit the crime either. No. Spin him in the infield. Well, he'll never do that time. again, will he? Well, now he's just going to wreck oh. Hosevar back. Yeah. <laughs> you move him Howard, again. You don't, you don't fuck with Howard. Well, I've heard a few stories about him. He's really aggressive. Well, I guess then he won't fuck with him. And then then he'll get wrecked again. And again and again and again. Well, who started the, who started the wrecking policy, though? It was Carson. Carson started the wrecking policy. If he just dumped him in the infield, he would have got his point across. I don't care. I don't want any, somebody to move me and almost wreck me into the friggin' wall. Are you kidding me? You try to move me and almost wreck me into the goddamn wall. I want to wreck you back. Again, he, he, he almost wreck wrecked him. because he's not Doesn't as talented matter. as everybody wants wants you to think he is. Doesn't matter. I don't care if Carson horse face of our wreck Ryan Priest. That doesn't matter to me. That doesn't. None of that stuff matters to me. I don't care if if, if he broke. The, he broke the rules. You, you want to move somebody out of the way? You're going to get moved back. And if you get if you get wrecked three times as bad, well, guess what? Don't do it to him again. Don't don't yeah, almost wreck the guy. You still got to respect the other racers on the track. How many other people could he have taken out with that? Really quickly. No, well, could have yeah. taken out his own team trucks because his own team trucks were right behind that. Then what? Then what does his car owner say? Could have wrecked himself too. Wrecked you got to be smart about what you do. Wrecked him, like, damn near killed him. <laughs> did did Howard have something coming? Absolutely. Yeah. Should have gotten moved right back up the track the same way. 
Well, if you stick him in the infield, NASCAR is not going to penalize you for it, and it's going to ruin his race anyway. So I don't care at the heat of the moment. I don't justify anything at the heat of the moment like that. Yeah, I'll justify you, consequence. Yeah, but you can't use your race car. The as guy a tried to to try. The guy tried to wreck me. Oh well, well I, he made a mistake. I'm gonna get him back. Sorry, that's yeah. the way I feel about it. Well, we're just moving it closer to WWE then. John Hunter Nemechek drove it in five lengths too deep in turn three and took out leader Taylor Gray with zero skill or finesse. Just that was flat drove into right him. There. Just flat ran into him. I loved his comment after the race, though. That was just absolute gold. Yeah, let's let's play this. Why don't, I don't know we, if you why don't we listen to this? I mean, you gotta listen to this, Phil. I don't know. If, I hope you can hear this, man. I hope you hear YouTube. Standing by with John Hunter Nemechek. What were those conversations you were just having with the 17 team? Uh, that's for private, but um, it is what it is. Uh, I had a really fast Yahoo Toyota Tundra TRD Pro tonight. Um, sometimes you're the bug, and sometimes you're the windshield and we were the bug tonight so uh, I made a mistake uh, early on and spun myself um, and then uh, we had a restart um, there at the end on old tires everybody had fresher tires and uh, I tried driving down in the bottom of three uh, underneath the 17 and I uh, just kept sliding and accidentally got into his left rear, tried to stay off of him. Um, so uh, that team has their opinion. I have my opinion. I'm sure him and I will talk at some point. And then uh, the final restart had a really good jump. Um, thought that we were going to have a, a shot there and got run in the fence by the 38. So uh, it's a couple times he's run me in the fence. So um, taking notes and uh, we'll move on. Solid points day for us. Uh, I don't know where that puts Sorry. us above the cut line, but some really good racetracks coming up for us. So proud of all the guys at KBN. So anyway, uh, what that translates to is is uh, four truck. Okay, I, I I could dump somebody without impunity, and it was an accident. Oh, that's they have their opinion though. Jess. But when yeah, they have their opinion. But when the thirty eight sees that I dump somebody with impunity, uh, and runs they can straight into the wall. <laughs> then you know I get squeezed into the wall. Then he's the biggest piece of shit out there, and he's I'm got taking something notes and, coming. Yeah, I'm taking notes, and he's got something coming. And yeah, and amazingly, nobody right reared the. But the you know what? Truck. If if the four truck wrecks the thirty eight, hey, guess what? You know what? The thirty eight didn't wreck him, so he doesn't deserve to have anything coming to him. You're right. He doesn't. Exactly. Thank you. I'm glad to be vindicated. Uh, let's <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, Grant Enfinger took advantage of fresh tires and turned around his entire season with one win, which is not how this is supposed to work. But good on him. After entering the playoffs, ninth of ten trucks. That is how it's supposed to work. That's how they wrote the rules. Unfortunately, well, that's not how it's supposed to work without the rules. It's not. It, that's really, not how the real world should work. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, that's what you meant. That's I what I really meant. Really question Majeski's team's decision to take two there. Yeah, he was as so fast. As soon as fast. I saw two, I was like, "What are you doing? If you're gonna pit, just take four. Yeah, you have to in that situation. I don't. You care. know, the, yeah, the guys behind you are all gonna take four. You're a sitting duck instantly. Okay, I mean, here's my everybody else. At liked. that point, you might as well have stayed out. Would you I'm, like to hear my synopsis? Everybody else took uh, one second. Everybody okay. else put four tires on that wall. Why didn't you put four <laughs> tires on that wall? Yeah, Grant Enfinger took four. Uh, overall, a pretty embarrassing race because of the overall lack of talent in the series, and not because of the racetrack. <laughs> Truck series where anyone could be a piece of shit anywhere, anytime. You like money? Well, get rid of it with the truck series. 
<laughs> They're the new Arca. <laughs> That's right. All, all that Arca shit, lack of talent, has now moved up to the yeah, trucks. Yeah, remember and that. It's just going to keep progressing up as Daddy has a bigger paycheck. That's yeah. so true. Remember That's that so really true. 15-ish year shit period in Arca where it was absolute trash? That's what the truck series is now. Yeah, anywhere from eighth on back is just total, complete garbage. <laughs> I, I do Ugh. agree with Haley Deegan, though. They need to start treating it like short tracks, where if you make avoidable contact to the rear. Yeah, I mean, just no fault I've policy. I've been saying just, that for the freaking Cup Series Bye. for the whole year. You want you uh, want to have every... a, a reli- uh, you want to have a legitimate sports series, then you better put some freaking umpires in there. The FIA, man, if you drive off the damn track, like they'll be like, nope, you can't do that. Five oh second penalty. Yeah, like they the, the FIA the wants to really stop that. Yeah, they're almost too bad. Yeah, they're all, yeah, they are almost too bad about it. Let's be fair. All right, we're gonna talk about the Xfinity race, which was kind of uneventful. A little. Didn't see it. A little uneventful. All right. Parker Kligerman and Ryan Ellis crashed after Parker lost brakes way too early in the race. Um, I think it was coming down that kind of middle stretch that they have. You know, you go through the first set of turns, you come through the S's, and you got that long straightaway, and you bang a left. Yeah, they call it the back straightaway, but it's like it, the middle. It's like the middle stretch because you got to keep going left. <laughs> but it yeah. is, it's technically a back stretch. He was coming down that, and Ryan Ellis was in front of him, and they weren't even really that close, but they were just kind of minding their own business. And Parker, I'm pretty sure he lost brakes in the front or something because that thing whipped around backwards really fast and went through the grass and just cleaned Ellis out. Uh, not as bad as the cup race, which we'll get to, but... Yeah, there was a theme of uh, brake problems this weekend. It's very weird. Uh, let's see. Ty Gibbs got turned around early as well in turn one on the restart. And then the other monster car of Riley Herbst also got turned around. And it seems that Josh Berry was the culprit behind both of them. So he must he, be a Red Bull guy. He's not going to get any Christmas cards from Monster Energy anytime soon. No. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, Sheldon he gave Cre- them their wings. Oh, yeah. Sheldon Creed was mad at Ross Chastain after getting turned around by Ross after he ran Ross over the rumble strip to the inside, expecting Ross to back out, which was a dumb move. <laughs> Sheldon Creed doesn't think sometimes. <laughs> he he kind of does that. He kind of, like, pressures people into doing something because he thinks he can kind of get away with it, and then um, he kind of ends up wrecking himself in the process, which is kind of stupid. That's exactly why Austin Hill got the eight car and not him. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of expecting Austin. I think I mentioned on here that Austin Hill was probably going to be going to the eight car, right? Austin's a better driver. I, oh, from, yeah. from where he started with that young team, this absolute backmarker team that he was managing to run inside the top 15 on a weekly basis, I knew he was cut material instantly right there. Yeah. I, he never tore shit up. I agree. I'm just looking at my levels. Sorry. All right. So. Let's move. Oh, I didn't finish this one. Yeah, that's right. A.J. Allmendinger won after essentially dominating like all day. So we'll just give him that one. All right. Move on to the Cup Series at the Indy Road Course. A.J. should have saved some for the next day. Oh, man. Back to back on hot hot days. And, yeah, he was falling out of the seat for this race. He fell out of the race car after the race. (laughs) Dude, yeah. I love Literally. I love that in-car camera shot, and everyone's like, and yeah, I can't remember who it was that said, boy, AJ looks really tired. 
AJ looks really tired behind the eye. I'm like, that guy's going to die. Like, that guy does look pretty tired, man. He looks awful. Like, he is breathing awful heavy, and he's very pissed off that he does not have water. Or a cool suit that worked. Ooh, yeah, Yeah. that too. Ugh. Cup at Indy Road Course. All right, Tyler Reddick and Ross Chastain put on an absolute dog fight in the last two laps on a green-white checker finish, but that wasn't quite the whole story of the race. Cars were spinning, going off all race. I like it. I like watching guys step on their dicks. Um, that it's again, nice to see the cars hard to drive, isn't it? Yeah, dude, it makes them actually have to drive them. Do you think that these guys are the best race car drivers in 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 the world? No, like, as far as Cup Series goes, as far as do you think these guys are the really best? I love that. I love that. You know, Jeff Burton is the biggest simp of the driver's council and everything else as far as promoting. Oh, these are the best stock car drivers in the world. No, they're not. And They're the best that money can pay for. No, they suck. <laughs> well, they pay their way in. We saw so, so many <laughs> flat spot tires. Guys were all over the place. Guys spun out and half turned over, man. Just kind of shit. But um, I think, I think kind we of just garbage. saw a preview of Chicago. We honestly did, to be fair. Yeah, we did. Yeah, how do you think these guys are going to do in Chicago when yeah. there's a ninety degree right hand turn? There's With five no, guys wide, no elevation change or sight lines. Guessing and, and at on Chicago, entry. you're not going to have a lot of runoff. You're going to have a concrete wall facing you when you go into one. So it's going to be Chastain's escape road ain't going to work. It's going to be Indy Road Course Turn One with the Clash at the Coliseum turns. That's pretty much yes. how it's going to yeah, be. Just no respect, no, absolutely no fucks given. No, no morality. It's just a bunch of amoral pieces of shit. They they were six wide at one point, and I'm watching Joey Logano shove it in there on the bottom. I'm like, where the hell are you going? You're not going to make the damn corner. Oh, yeah, that's the guy who's definitely like, oh, yeah. Oh, he took the selfish lane right there. He took the selfish lane because you know he's going to bounce off somebody. Every He just said, fuck everybody to my left. Every stupid goddamn restart, they were six, seven, eight wide. Absolutely none of them were giving any sort of room. So and they were just piling in and, oh, we spun someone out. Derp. It's it, like, do you have any idea how much of a clown you look like? It's just a freak show. It is. And it I really, really is a freak show. Once. Hey, drive it. That Bowman Gray look. Look, you got Dale Earnhardt four wide right there. That's how it goes. No. Dale Earnhardt four no, wide. He's not four wide. You, you know Junior <laughs> and Burton were standing in the booth during commercials saying, what the fuck are we watching? He what did kind of say shit? that. Jeff Burton kind of did allude to that, which I will give him credit for, but even though he is a simp for much. crappy racing. I will give him that. Pays his bills. I will give him that. As in, he did say that he was mentioning the lack of respect. I read a tweet just now. That was good. That deals with the Indy, ro- Indy, the Indy Oval and Road Course. Here we go. This is from a Twitter should I play the Darth comment? No, week? no, this is funny. I like this because okay. Ray Alfala got on in, got in on this one, and he had a good comment. This guy, this came from a guy named Diego Alvarado. Okay, he's at Diego X A L V on Twitter. If you want to look him up, pretty funny tweet. Says funny seeing all the people screaming, and he I don't know why he abbreviates. He forgot that Twitter went to two hundred eighty characters. 
Funny seeing all the people screaming for the Indy Oval to come back when years ago they wanted it off the schedule. Now, mm-hmm. it's kind of funny because that is what happened. Right. Ra- and I five what's it five time six time I racing NASCAR series champion five at I least think four four or five I can't remember. Hang on, I'll look it up. He's got his Twitter right here. Four time. Okay, you were right. You know you know Ray more than I do anyway. I've known him for way too long. <laughs> four time NASCAR I racing. Uh, world champion Ray Alfala chimes in. He says, hey, man, sometimes a new girlfriend worse than the old one. <laughs> <laughs> Another might be hot. postman for you. She might be hotter, but, man, sometimes you just got to take those lumps after. Boy, that hits <laughs> just, me right in the field, Once bro. you get to know her, then it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> yep, that Un- hits unpopular you. Unpopular opinion, it's time to end the Indianapolis experiment. I don't want them on the Oval. I don't want them on the road course. I want them on the Oval. I want them to try that the Oval. That place is it too is a, damn special. It's a new car. I bet you it races better on the Oval than it used to. I don't even care. I, I like the old race on the Oval because at least it was honest. It was before all the stage crap. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter because I don't ever blame a racetrack for bad racing. Nope. I blame the rules and the sanctioning body. It has it whatever the govern whatever the governing body is. It, they're the ones who make or break how a, a race is going to be good or Did not. You- my my only thing with Indy is safety. I think as fast as you're going there, it's it's going to be kind of like a Pocono situation where the angle of the corner is such that when you spin around, you're probably going driver's door first. You into leave the Pocono wall. out of this. I love Pocono too. By the way, they have I these love Pocono, things. but by the way, Phil, they have these amazing technological advances now called safer barriers. I think they're fine. Um, mm. Have you seen the? Ask vid- Kurt Busch. Did Greg Sachs poked a hole in that son of a bitch in Pocono. <laughs> Greg Sachs poked a hole in that son of a bitch and flipped end over and over and over and over. He's not dead. He's fine. He's fine. He might have some brain damage, but he's all right. There wasn't much to begin with. That's, he's, yeah, fine. he's a racer. Yeah. Did you see the video of uh, <laughs> oh poor guy uh, Chris Busher on the pit road where he oh, caught man. fire in the car? Yeah. Oh boy. In a pit stop. And they pulled I the bet window Moose out. Was sitting there watching that, going, "I know how that is." They pulled the window out and they hosed him down with like fire extinguishers. And then they took the the leaf blower out and blew the car out and put the window back in, sent him back on his way. He's like sitting there the whole time. He never got out of the car. I bet you he's just breathing. That through man is a gamer. He's breathing he through a straw. He came in two or three times and did that. Well, he had the helmet <laughs> hookup. Well, so yeah, that definitely helped him. But he's got to help a little. I couldn't. Yeah, he's definitely yeah, got he's, cancer now. I'm sorry. He you know. said he didn't mention anything when they were talking to him on the radio about breathing. He just said he couldn't see. Yeah, well, he's fine then. Yeah, he couldn't see himself getting out of that son of a bitch. Am I right, fellas? Probably got out of the car like, <laughs> like a raccoon. That's what he couldn't see. All right, there was the biggest crash in the world between Kyle Larson and Ty Dillon. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Jesus my Christ. God. That was the... <laughs> Literally the biggest crash in the history of the world. Because that thing. <laughs> Ty Dillon's spotter should have told him he was there. Yeah. It's all his fault. He should have told him. It's always Ty Dillon. Look at inside. Look at inside. Look at inside. Your door. Yeah. He's really there. I would have been I like. Mean, that was. I, the only thing he's going to get out of his mouth is brace. 
Could you imagine if Ty Dillon wasn't there, though? Oh, man, he would have gone flying into the tires, probably gone through three barriers. And You're thinking Jimmy I'm... Johnson, Watkins Glen all over again, man. Yeah. Well, that I'm thinking was worse than brutal. that because he caught air going over the the curbs. He probably, with the momentum, would have tilted to the driver's side as he's coming back down, grabbed the grass, and rolled into the safety crew that's right there behind the wall. The only thing that I you they were think, set back a little further. If you were a, I mean, if he passed them. If you're a Monday morning quarterback with all the time in the world and no reaction time necessary, I don't think the proper the proper way to do it really was to not even try to make the corner or anything or even aim that way, but to aim right and just kind of just scrape the whole way around the wall until you stopped. Just take it and shut the engine off directly in front of it left and just put it right in the oh, just run into them. Yeah, just (laughs) just hang a left and put it into the wall and then shut the engine off. But uh, there's no way this, there's no way to ever think that he just tried to miss everyone. A human could ever react that way with that little time and that kind of thinking that far ahead. The The only thing Kyle Larson was thinking at that moment, and I guarantee you, was. I have to miss these other guys. Ouch, this is going to hurt. Yeah, his first thing was, I got to miss these guys. When that didn't happen, he said, oh, shit. So <laughs> that's the, That is the perfect situation where you're going to panic and you should panic. Yeah, he was yeah. definitely hoping that Ty Dillon didn't take the corner as quickly as he did. It's like, yeah. I have no more control of this car. I am just a passenger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but every... it's good to see him get out and jog over, looking like nothing ever happened. Yeah, he ran over the type Dylan or yeah, Ty I'm Dylan. So glad no one got hurt. Dylan yeah, was like, so Dylan bad. was like dumbstruck. He's like, what the fuck just happened? And I mean, Larson was like, look, I lost my brakes, dude. I hooked He's it like, trying yeah, to miss you. I bet you. you did. You know that, that that's what I saw. You know. He's probably like, I bet you did, because goddamn, where the hell did you come from? Yeah, that sucks. But I mean, every twenty cars back. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, every restart, by the way, going to turn one, they would crash every car going in there, and it was an absolute freaking clown show. Um, Kyle Larson had a rough day to begin with. He he was in the back not having a good time. Not at all. Uh, but we got to wrap this thing up because Tyler Reddick would take down his second win of the year. Ross Chastain was credited with 27th instead of second because – he was actually one of the intelligent people who used the access road to bypass turn one and all the wrecks in turn one. You know, if I was him, I would have been like, okay, maybe they won't penalize me if I quick stop and go this thing and just like roll to a quick stop and just take off. Dude, I'm not ready to wrap this up because we still got a lot to talk about. I'm sorry. But uh, we yeah, can't this... have it go too long. People won't listen. Yes, they will. No, they won't. They have they four hour anyway. Jocko progress. I like them. But uh, yeah, you think that that Ross Chastain was ever going to ever make that corner? No, there was no way because there was four guys, there was four guys, four lanes, four rows, blah blah blah, all underneath him. There's no way they're ever going to let him make that corner. In his defense, he did hit the brakes. You could see the car slow and turn to the right a little bit, and he's like, "Nope, fuck this." He was never going to make it. There was too many cars. There was no yeah, way they did. were ever going to let him make that corner. So what are you supposed to do? Drive through the grass. grass you know? Like Bubba Wallace did. Either, yeah. Bubba Wallace did he get away get, with that? Did, he got away with it because he was forced off the Oh, track. well, that's precedent, actually, man. 
Yeah, he 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 attempted to turn in and just got doored into the grass. And that's honestly, if I think if Ross had done that, he probably would have won the race. Yeah, if he doored just somebody l- and then just stay tight on somebody, let them door you out into the grass. Yeah, maybe if he made it. contact with somebody and yeah. then <laughs> and then did what he did, then he would have got away with it. But other than that, I think it was pretty goddamn brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So yeah, yeah he would go. Uh, Tyler would go on to win that second race of the year. Both on road courses. The example set by Denny early in the race. I'll, yeah, I don't know. That was good. Which Denny didn't get penalized for. Yeah, correct. Yeah, precedent was set. All right. What else do you got? Because I'm. Pretty oh, ready. I love the the the, the Indy car race. Was, was I didn't awesome, catch it. Though. That's yes. the one race I didn't catch. That I was the Gallagher GP. The Gallagher GP where the comedian smashes Ross Chastain's watermelons and whatnot. He's not still around. Is he dead? No, I just don't think he's doing comedy anymore. Oh, he's had like four or five heart attacks, so. Really? I really don't know. Probably yeah. all the cocaine he did in the 80s. <laughs> he's, had a, he's wound up a little tight, but that was a great race. There was a lot of four-wide passing. There's the Chip Ganassi, Alex Polo lawsuit <laughs> that everyone's oh, been we'll talking about. Oh, we'll get into about. that at some point this year. That's going to be an award nominee. That is a... Yeah, one of those uh, most extra dramatist award nominees. You haven't seen, you haven't heard anything like that. No, I've never ever. seen it. I've never seen this type the of. The closest thing I've going. ever heard about that was with Daryl Waltrip and Die Guard Racing in the late seventies, where Daryl Waltrip had to like that. Yeah, where Daryl Waltrip had to buy out his own contract to go race for Junior Johnson and whatnot. But yeah, Alex Pelot is whoever's managing that is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> because you, you you sign with the with Chip Ganassi, kind of doing the Richard Silvers kind of thing, where he's picking up his his extension or whatever, and, and it's like okay, yeah, and then he goes on social media and says how unhappy he is, blah blah blah, and then he signs with McLaren that same exact very day. <laughs> so now Chip can I look for the documents online they are very hard to find because you have to have written permission and whatnot mm. so you have yeah you can't they're not public yeah, for not anybody public to find record. yeah yeah you have to be an insider you gotta be uh, with USA the Today yeah. or or uh, uh, shoot what's the guy that does uh, Marshall Pruitt oh yeah. okay yeah yeah, or Marshall Pruitt, but uh, privy, other than that. Privy to the knowledge, yes. Other than that, yeah, IndyCar has been really interesting with the drama of them and Dreddy. There's a, there's a podcast called Speed Street on Dirty Mo Media. With, yeah, it's a newer one, yeah. Yeah, with Connor Daly. He got ran off the track with uh, DeFrancisco, so, and he had some harsh words on the radio, so I'm sure that podcast <laughs> is going to be really well, freaking good. Well-deserved, too. DeFrancisco is a weapon. Absolutely. He's kind of like a Santino Ferrucci. So, so I think worse. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, yeah, even more of a paid driver. So, yeah, Speed Street is going to be really good this coming week. Hopefully. Apparently, uh, DBC is going to be really good because Denny Hamlin was on there and cussed more than Brett Griffin. According <laughs> to him, though, let's be fair. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Alexander Rossi. Ended up winning that race, which he needed to for a long time. 
It was his first win in a couple of years, 2019. Yeah, oh, and he yeah. just signed he and he signed with uh McLaren also. Hmm. And they had a lot of drama within the Andrea ranks to me, Roosters in the hen house. They're all going to and ruin all that their kind careers. of garbage because you might as well just say, I'm interested in ruining my career. I'm going to go sign up with McLaren. <laughs> well, they don't know what, ro- ro- what role anybody is going to be playing over there. You know, Pato Awards going to have a contract extension. And, uh, there's another guy. And, and there's like three or four drivers within the IndyCar series that are signed up with McLaren. So I don't know. I think I find it fascinating. IndyCar is so underrated right now. I'm really going. Is. Oh, absolutely! I oh, agree. Yeah, I mean, it's been great lately. They've, the new cars are awesome. They've had them for a few years. They're all hashed out. It's perfect. I like it. They just need some marketing, and that thing would take off. I they, they had four or five wide on the start. There was tons of passing. There was tons of darting in and out. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. And they raced with respect for the most part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, they did race wheel to wheel. You know, they did bump a little bit, but you know, nothing too screwy. So. I'm, I do like that about the indie cars is that they can make a little bit of wheel contact and not have a lot of consequence with it. Yeah, Formula mm. One, it's kind of like if you make contact, you're dead. You basically these cars can race off. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Formula One, when you break a toothpick when you touch a wheel. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. we've damaged the floor by taking a chunk about. Yeah, those a aren't cent- torsion bars. Those are toothpicks. Yeah, you're right. You, you take a little bit of a corner off the edge of the floor and you lose all your aero and all that shit. Yeah, they're. They're not meant for touching. No, no, sir. No touchy, touchy. So speaking of Formula One, I'm not going to mention it because whatever. Uh, Did they race? Oh, they raced. Yeah, it was uh, something about Max Verstappen was hungry for a win. Ugh. Oh God. They're oh, we, we won't mention the uh, <laughs> Ferrari team boss who left with 15 laps to go after screwing Excuse his team's me. pit strategy and their speed. You just know that the. That the uh, newspaper writers are going to have a terrible headline the next day about Hungary. Pretty much. Because of the English. But Ferrari yeah. is literally the worst team of the top teams right now. I hate Ferrari and I hate them for a long time. They've been nothing but cancer since the 70s. God. I was a shoe <laughs> They really fan, are. So. All right. So I'm done they with really this show. Are. I'm over Fuck it. I have to get ready for vacation. I haven't oh, packed yet. I have to go to, to, go to sleep. I haven't slept in like five days. I have to go to work. I gotta go kill myself. Yeah, suck my ass. All right. You can find this podcast on every major podcast platform. You can find it on Instagram at Making Laps Podcast. Facebook.com slash Making Laps Podcast. Maybe we'll be back in a visual form at some point when we figure out what we're going to do or we actually have the ambition to do so. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at BrinkLeeson01. You can find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash BrinkGleason. You can find Phil at... At PJX Racing on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And you can find Jesse here, essentially. In a brown box. <laughs> Taking care of your kitties while I'm on vacation. Yes. All right, boy. Let's wrap this thing up quick because we got to get the hell to bed. How do we end this show? Don't touch it. Alright, here I go. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do that. Andy's banned for a week. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate no, I'm not. it. No, I'm not. <laughs>